Blog Talk Radio.
society. What about us? What about us? All of this harm being done to our lovely planet and to these lovely people that dwell on the planet. Our lives are priceless to the most high. Yeah, yeah. I hear you, Michael. What about us? Well, folks, I want to welcome you to another episode on this uh, Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I'm so thankful that you've joined us tonight. We really appreciate it. See it every week. I really, really, really appreciate it. So many of you have been faithful over the years, and we thank you for it, especially my biological family. Um, just thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, and um, tonight, tonight, what are we dealing with? Tonight is a special show. I don't do no show. I don't think I've done a show on Sundays in years. So tonight is definitely a special show um, on this Sunday night where we're dealing again with the coronavirus. Uh, it's a natural accident. Nature, just fluke, divine judgment, or the new world order. What's happening? What is happening with our world? What's happening with our planet? Who are these people if they're the new world order? If they're most high, how long this judgment is to last? But we nailed that last week that we didn't believe this was the most high for various reasons. We'll get into that a little later on. And uh, we definitely don't think it's an accident by nature because, like LSU said, nature is not our enemy. It's not just nature acting up on its own. So hopefully you all had a chance to listen to last week. We'll talk about that a little um, as well. Folks, listen, I I am um, doing this show because of a demand made on our society. Panic, worry, fear, anxiety, all of which is not of the Father and all of which has torment, and a lot of you are simply that you're tormented by what is going, what is happening right now. And uh, we just love you, and we don't have it all together ourselves. We're not the most high. We're not doctors. We're not political officials. Anything we say tonight is going to be our opinion. What you do with the opinion is strictly on you. Whether we talk about whatever, vaccinations or whatever we talk about tonight, folks, just know we are simply men and women of the Most High, because the Eliana is going to be joining the brothers tonight, that really, truly love you. Like I say every week, we love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. We really do mean that. Uh, and when we, we feel like this show is needed because of all of the um, torment to, 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 to people, you know, some of whom are God-fearing people, uh, Obviously, don't have the healthy kind of fear because once you do that, I don't think you fear what man does when you have that that the fear of the Most High because that, that means you absolutely see His power. But uh, nevertheless, believers, non-believers, whether or not you fear, kind of fear the Most High, don't, don't even know what that means. People are stressing over this coronavirus, COVID nineteen. They are just losing it, and. Um, not going jumping off bridges, some of them, but just life seems so uncertain. They're shutting down everything. We're going to get to where there's nothing open. I mean, literally, they're shutting down everything. We're going to get to where there's not, there's no programs like NFL, of course, it's not the season, but the NBA is shut down. Just entertainment is shut down. And I, I don't know if Americans have never dealt with a time where their entertainment has been shut down. I don't think I've ever seen this as long as I've been living on the earth. And I'm 
59 years old. So as a rule, Americans have to have their beer, they have to have their drugs, and they have to have their entertainment to distract from their pain. So if you don't have the drugs for them, I'm talking about Americans as a whole, 300 million, not some of y'all. But if you don't have that weekend getaway, the, the drugs to be able to escape reality and the entertainment, if you start tampering with that and they have to think about their problems more, oh, my Lord, yeah, is there any wonder why we would have a part two on a Sunday versus Tuesdays, versus this Tuesday? So that's one of the reasons we're having the show tonight, folks. Again, pain, worry, anxiety, uncertainty, and uh we just can't have it because the most high, that this virus, this COVID-19, is no match for the most high and his people. Uh, let me just go ahead and read the show description. You understand a little bit more about what I'm trying to say here because somebody just called the phone number. It's our favorite week. And you are just loyal like that. You just call the phone number every week. You don't know what's going on. you uh, out of the loop and then get my email or text. So this is the title of the show. Coronavirus, natural accident, divine judgment, or new world order, part two. I went on to say, this is a rare Sunday special, part two. Again, many ask, is this simply a natural accident that we will weather through the work of a global network of wicked men with an agenda, perhaps population control or similar? Finally, Many ponder, is this the judgment from the Most High? Then there are others with the unknown. Either answer, we all agree this coronavirus is no match for the Most High, nor his people. Somebody out there need to hear that. We invite you tonight to the Five Foot Stone Network to hear from our panel and national callers as we sort through the facts looking to hear from the Most High. And we are definitely looking to hear from the Most High. I went on to say last, folks, no father would allow such a disease without warnings and directions to protect those who can hear him. Our job is to get in a position to hear from this loving Creator, I want to say this. If the Father did not love us, he would not have made our bodies to fight diseases. He would not have made our cells to reproduce. Those cells are saying, I want you to live long. I want you to live long. I believe the Father gives us 130 years, every single one of us. I don't care if somebody died when they two months old. I think he gives us 130 years. And when we come into this environment, it's warfare. And depending on who's your parents or who's your siblings or what environment you're in, that will can determine how long or how much of those 130 days you get. If a woman will take care of their body, uh, her body and she has a baby, whether or not that baby lives, depending upon how she, how, what she's done, how she handled the pregnancy. And oftentimes if she wasn't handled right by her uh, loved ones, or parents I should say, her body's going to be having certain diseases. If you just really look in the microscope at life, you can see a loving father trying his best to preserve life. 
no life taken, I believe, is of the Father. I don't believe it at all. I don't think the Father takes no one. I think he just knows who's going to leave. I think he knows who's going to come to, who's going to be leaving this earth. But I don't think he's taking people. I don't believe that at all. I just don't believe it. I think he's given all of us 130 years in sin, deception, lies. These are the things that trick us into waving our will as humans. And because when we wave our will inside with the enemy, side with wickedness, side with evil, the real enemy, then we experience a shorter life. So, no, I don't believe the Father sent this coronavirus to get rid of us nothing. This is man-made. This is population control. I'm just trying to save y'all some time, those of y'all that's wondering about that. But we're going to hit it tonight in a way you've never seen it. We have a full pound tonight. Brother Dan Wallace is out of the uh, hospital. He's in a, uh, he's, he's doing okay. He's going to be calling and joining the show tonight and sharing his experience with this coronavirus that he's experienced, even being in the hospital, et cetera. Uh, Sister Eliana Batya is, is back with us, and she's going to be uh, chiming in tonight. Uh, pal, uh, uh, Brother Alfie Chris, uh, Valetia Temple is going to be in. Sister uh, Eliana Batya is uh, of uh, Beth Shalom Mashiach. Brother Dan is of, uh, uh, he is the uh, owner of Gospel Tracks Wild. Pastor Chris is again joining us from Malatia Temple, uh, Ella Shore of Israel Now, and our great, great moderator, Brother John Clark, is going to be with us tonight, uh, making sure we all just get out, get equal time uh, under the law, <laughs> so to speak. But everybody's in the house. I think I think I see everybody, and uh, I'm just so, so glad for these brothers and sisters. <sighs> Folks, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. But we're very serious. We're very serious when we say we love you, and we don't want you fretting. The Father don't want you fretting. The Father don't want you worrying. The Father wants you very confident. Whatever he's doing to the wicked, that's what the Father is doing because of their choice to do wicked, wickedness. But just remember this, the believer, those that are seeking the most high, there's nothing but sunny days for them. The Bible does not, I'm not saying that they won't be challenged. I'm not saying that they won't suffer for Christ's sake and all this stuff. But the Bible talks about a peace that we have and a joy that we have. That's, people don't understand. It's just, it's, it's just a joy. It's a, it's, it's, it's a joy deep inside. We're always supposed to have that. And we're never supposed to be afraid of nobody but the most high. And again, that's a, that's a, that, that fear is, is more of a respect like you have for a father. That's the only person we're supposed to fear on this earth. So that's why we're doing this show, because we do not uh, appreciate what the enemy is doing through evil work, the evil works of darkness, and we're just simply trying to expose it to where you'll have tools how to live and survive and continue to have that smile you have, that joy that you should have. That's what this show is all about. We, again, we don't, we're not, come on, we don't come, we don't look down at anybody. We're not holy than thou. If you're here, if you think you're here on the show tonight, I apologize from anybody because we really don't, everybody on this panel, I've handpicked, and I'm telling you, they're not that kind of person. Nobody feel like they're having so much better than the next person. We're just brothers and sisters that really, really can hear from the Holy Spirit. You better ask somebody. No telling who will be using tonight, tonight if, if not all of us. And, and that's, that, that goes for the, the nas- our national callers as well. We don't know how the Father will speak or how he will work tonight. We know and we invite his presence into this show tonight. And I just thank him for allowing us to do that through the, his Messiah, his son, Yeshua. And I really, really, really am thankful for that. Uh, folks, um, 
tell you what, just play about the, uh, 15 seconds of this, a little message for y'all, you'll see what I mean, and uh, we're going to bring on our uh, panel here in a second, like, about 15 seconds, no, that is not what I meant to play, hold on a second, some of y'all need to hear this, this song just came up in my spirit, and I've learned, go with it, it means something, so check this out, probably a reason this song came up in my spirit, check this out, as we give it a on our co-host. Tonight will be specific to that very point. 
So yes, yes, yes. Um, well, let's go we'll, back we'll to the phone line. No, go ahead, go ahead and finish because I, I don't want to cut you up. Go ahead, finish. No, I'm done. Okay, folks, go right next to the phone lines. We got the one and only uh, Sister Eliana Batya, all the way in Mercy, California. Sister, welcome to the show. How are you doing Sister tonight? Sister L. I am blessed and highly favored, as always, <laughs> from the Most High, and I'm actually real excited about being here tonight. So, yes, 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 yes. Well, Sister, do you understand that song, or do you think it's too old school? I really do understand this song because <laughs> I've been actually encouraging my congregation on this. Um, I've had people come up to me crying and really afraid because they are listening to the propaganda. They are ingesting the ideas of the destruction of this coronavirus. And I've been encouraging and praying for them and telling them it's already all right. We know the most high and nothing can stand in his way. We have to understand that everything has to bow to his holy, matchless, undefeated, and great wow. name and his power. So, yeah, yes. I understand the song. All right. Back, bye, 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 bye. Song. <laughs> well, let's go back to the phone lines. I appreciate that, my sister, again. Welcome again. Uh, welcome again to the, to, to the It's good to have you back. I just can't say it enough. All right, Pastor Elsie Chris, your line is now open. Brother, go right ahead and... Uh, I wanted to say hello uh, to everybody, and I want to give special acknowledgement to our queen, Eliana. We are glad to have you on again tonight. Amen. Uh, yes. Amen. Yes. And Seth, thank I just you, wanted you. to say, you know, uh, I really like the song you picked. You know, I don't know what these young people are hating on, but I like <laughs> Kirk Franklin and everybody else. But I also like old gospel because they had words that really meant something. And now these young folks, you know, they got to have the hardcore beat and get up and, and, and do the Watusi and all that. But sometimes we have spiritual songs and we have songs that want to make you get up and dance. And I just yeah, think you pick right. a good song. And don't don't bother don't don't be listening to people who who are haters because you're playing some old school gospel. <laughs> you know what? Apparently, but, but I, I think, need to rescind my position. I got no, no, it's okay. L, it's okay, my brother. You know, I'm just Sister L got me. Pastor Chris got me. I don't even know if I want to hold on to this. <laughs> well, no, John, I'm just messing with you, brother. But I also wanted to say, you know, I just wanted to put put it out there that you know, last night I called just about everybody in my congregation to ask them if they were coming to church tomorrow, and all but one. Decided that no, Pastor, we're gonna have church. We're not afraid of this coronavirus. We're gonna do what we usually do and not not buy into the hype. Wow. So you know, I just thank God that you know some people understand and, and realize that there's a higher power that's protecting us than any virus. No doubt. Well, I'm good. That. Thank you. Guys. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's always good to hear your voice as well. The business pastor, I know. Uh, I know he used to be, probably still is. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We're going to bring on uh, the one and only Ella Shure, and then we're going to come to Dan O'Reilly again. It's going to be on. Uh, brother Ella Shure, you're live, brother. Uh, say hello to the people. <laughs> John, I'm on a new level, man. Don't let him flex. Don't let him flex the front. I right. like that, man. <laughs> you know how we get out, man. 
You know how we get it, right. man. But it's all good. All right. It's all good. But hey, you know what? Hey, um, like the whole, I, I, and consort with the whole panel. Uh, the the message is the same, and that is is that, you know, don't be discouraged. Don't be of a heavy heart. You know, be not overcome with fear. He said, I've overcome yes, the yes. world. So we cast yes. our cares over for him because we know he cares for us and that he will protect us in this hour. And we know also that he's given us wisdom, insight, and understanding that nothing comes upon the earth and that he does nothing in the earth unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And we understand Amen. that this is nothing but a test, people. This is yes, a test. Yes, yes, yes. And how you respond determines whether you will be those who capitulate to fear, who capitulate to discouragement and become overwhelmed and panic, or those who respond in faith, knowing that we serve an almighty God, the creator of heavens and earth, and that there is nothing too hard for him. We overcome. There's no fear here. We're not motivated by fear. We're motivated by faith. So anything that's not a fear, anything that's not a faith is sin. So we're gonna right. and, and what we're what we're witnessing is sin. The consequences of it is death, and we're witnessing the counsel of evil men who are eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and not from the tree of life, which is Christ. Back over to you, brother moderator. All right, brother Dan right. Wallace is brother gonna be our last person we'll bring on here. Brother Dan Wallace, he's been in the hospital, but he's out. And uh, Brother Dan, I'll share a little bit of that later on. But right now, Brother Dan, just go ahead and say hello to the people. Welcome back, Brother. It's good to hear that you're back. Well, glad to have you back. I'm still officially in the hospital. Okay. Well, it's good to know you're you're back and strong. Say hello to the people, Brother, please. And uh, What up, Brother Dan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, but I just want to say that um, uh, I, 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 I wasn't on last week because I was in a hospital. I was in an emergency situation. The, 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 if I didn't make the right decision, you become you become Brother Dan's funeral. So uh, God is good. God watched over me and protected me brought through it. And uh, praise God. I couldn't get on. I, 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 I was on the air that, um, that when I could. But that that night, it actually happened on a Tuesday. I, I had I had to go up for a, to the mercy mercy room early that day. First time I ever went by ambulance. Um, but it was a very it was a, it was an affection that I'm a, my my skin is brown. Okay, my leg was red. That's the sign of a, a stitches of infection. That that type of of affection can kill you. So I was I was one step away from making the wrong decision and y'all have been coming to my funeral instead. So anyway, well, good to be here. Good to be yeah. here. I do wanna let the I wanna let the audience know. These some of these people on the panelists, they are real. They came and visit me at the hospital. It ain't it's just not a show where, all right, let's let's get a topic together. We're gonna throw it together. We're going to express our opinions. When when I got sick, they came to the hospital and actually visited me. So I want to say, I want to say um, out to the brothers, Seth and yeah, John, yeah, yeah, the moderator. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. No those, doubt people, no those people are not talking about God. 
they they showed God when they showed up for me. So uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to the subject. I have just very little to contribute, but I'm thankful to be on the program tonight. No well, doubt, you know brother Dan. Do no doubt. Dan and anybody else, you may give it the word for the day. Uh, brother, 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 moderator, real quick. I just want to go over the facts really quick. It's going to take me uh, in like hopefully, hopefully less than a minute to say this or uh, forty seconds. Brother, like sir. That. Yes. If I if I may, I just want people to understand that uh, what brother Dan is saying is not hyperbole. Uh, when we people when we got to this hospital, if you would have saw his foot, you would have think you would have thought that this thing is coming off. <laughs> like it was it was really bad. And so, yes. you know, we spoke with the nurse. Sometimes people will say, you know, if it wasn't for this, you know, I would have been dead. He really would have been dead. The the, the infection that he had, he would have been dead, no doubt. So, wow. yeah, it's good to, that he did make that decision and that he got there and got the proper help um, and now is in a state of recovery. So good to have you back, Brother Dan. Thank you, Brother John. Thanks for yes. coming out of business. Thank you for yes. Thank you for now. Yes. This program is not about words. It's also about right, action. Thank right, you for right, right. Well, listen, no doubt. I appreciate you, Dan. And uh, just moving right along, folks, again, Dan, I, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, brother. We'll do it again a thousand times. But just moving right right uh, on to these facts, I want everybody to just think about what I'm about to say. Again, brother Dan, it's good to have you back. These are the facts, Thank folks. You. And I'm, I'm trying to get this moderator on really quickly, so I'm going to talk fast. How many cases have been affected by this coronavirus, COVID-19? 169,515 to this very second. 85,000 is right now, 85,247. Closed cases, you don't have to die by this, folks. 84,268 closed cases. Now, I don't know if they include death in that, actually, but it does say closed cases. Deaths, 6,000. 550 people have died worldwide. That's it. 6,000. I mean, that's a lot of funerals, but again, the way they make it, it seems like millions have died. Recovered. Recovered from it. Recovered. 77,753. Many of you saying, well, how many U.S.? How many? So we're not going to go over all the countries, but I'm just going to say this. China leads the way with a total of 80,000 cases. Italy is right behind 24,000. Iran, 13,000. South Korea. The United States only have 3,773 cases, of which... So there's a little noise in the background, folks. Remember, remove, meet me if you're not sharing. Uh, last thing I'll say is the best total total in the U.S., 68. Thank God we're not like China that has 3,000. Italy has 1,000. Moderators in your hand. Um, folks, goodness gracious, where does one begin? If you did not listen to last week's show, I absolutely recommend that you do so that you can get a firm footing of of what we're discussing today. It's like uh, today's show really is a derivative of what took place last week and then everything that took place between then and now. Um, The show uh, description was, Asking a rhetorical question, this coronavirus, is this an act of God? Is this a natural occurrence? Uh, Is this 
something that was created by man. And the panelists agreed without equivocation that this was definitely man-made. And, folks, I know, I know, we pretty much all seem like we're conspiracy theorists, but the fact is that we really have looked into this, and we've coupled this with Scripture. We don't just speak haphazardly. And the thing is that um, where we're at now, um, it, it just seems it, it's it's readily apparent to us what's going on. And as the panelists speak, you begin to get an understanding of some of the inner workings. The, the, these panelists, some of them are receiving directly from the Most High. They speak the Word of God, and they're talking to you from what they've got from God. You heard Brother L says that nothing takes place unless God reveals it to his prophets. Well, there's prophets on the line. <laughs> they're, they're here. They're here. All right? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say a lot today, uh, but I'm going to start out just to let you know. And the funny thing is, is that this is for the people who are born-again believers and the people who aren't. Even you, Even the people who aren't. You do not have to be afraid because this is not the final exam. This is just a quiz, as it were. This is to see how people react at this point. Um, and so I want to speak specifically to the born-again believers. Last week I talked to you all about Revelations chapter 6, and I neglected to bring out a scripture that literally had come to come to me about a month earlier. And I wanted to just revisit this because when you see how this lines up, you will it, it it'll blow your mind. It'll it'll let you know that the God whom we serve, he already knew and he's given us insight to give us assurances. Okay, and my assurance is is already there. I'm going to tell you what what I see so that you can have that assurance. Before I do that, I want to give you a scripture that hopefully will give you hope. Uh, And when I say hope, I'm just saying to not be concerned. And that is Psalms 91. And it says, that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. One moment. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Folks, I told you about that word pestilence. Google it. Pestilence is disease. He'll deliver you from that. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. And uh, trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Now listen to this, folks. A thousand shall fall at thy, at thy side and 10,000 at thy right side, but it shall not come nigh thee. Trust in the God whom you serve. Trust 
in the guy. Take those words and stand on those words, folks. I have not bought any additional toilet paper, folks. The rolls that I started when the coronavirus started, those are the rolls I'm rocking now, okay? I need to go to the grocery store, not because I need to stack up. It's just because I ain't been. I need to go get some food. Folks, I am not. I take reasonable precautions. I'll, I'll put some alcohol in my hand when I get to the house, you know, if I have it in the car or whatever. Reasonable precautions, right? Now, that's because I, I'm not concerned uh, like that. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that. You operate in the precaution that you feel that you should take, but I do want you to stand on the word of God. Now, Revelation chapter 6, I told you all last week about this particular passage, and I'm just going to kind of skim through these horsemen. Folks, it's important that you understand that these horsemen, people look at Revelation 6 and these horsemen like this is the, the wrath of God. It's not. This is what's taking place with man, man to man. The first horse, he was, he was, uh, he, he that, it was a, a, a rider on the white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. The second horse was red, and power was given to him to take peace from the earth, and he was, that they should kill one another, and he was given a great sword. I'm sorry, the W is silent, sword. <laughs> and when the third seal was a rider on a black horse, and he had a pair of balances in his hand. I'm not going to go through the particulars, but they're, they're talking about food and wine. The fourth horse was pale, and he that sat on him, the only one that was named out of all of them, his name was Death. And hell followed him. Now listen, folks, this is important because in the second part of this verse it says, and power was given unto them, all four of those horses, over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword. We saw that. With hunger, that's the black horse with the balances. With death, that was the fourth horse. And with the beast of the earth. I told you last week, there is a difference between the beast and the beast of the field. The beast of the earth are the governments that rule over man. The beast of the field are lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. All right? So about a month, month and a half ago, I'm getting ready to listen to Job and I, 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 I cried out to God. I'm like, Father, I've never received, like, revelation from Job. It's a great story, great story. But I personally have never received revelation from Job. And I'm like, I know there has to be stuff in there, Father. And sure enough, that day, which it, this, it almost never happened like, that, like this for me, that day I'm listening to Job. And I get to Job 5. I'm going to jump down to 19 because it, it's telling you about Revelation 6. Now, listen to this. He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in seven, there shall no evil touch thee. In famine, that should sound familiar, folks. In famine, he shall redeem thee from death. And in war, 
from the power of the sword. We heard that. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. At destruction and famine shalt thou laugh. Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beast of the earth. For, for thou shalt be in league with the stones of the field. The beast of the field shall be at peace with thee. Folks, I'm not going to go any further than that, but those particular points line up with Revelation 6. He's telling you, like, you're not going to be afraid of these things. You will laugh at these things. Why? He's telling you thousands of years ago, he's telling you about what's going to happen, and you should not be concerned. Why? I got you. I am showing you now, Brother John, I'm showing you now. And to be honest, I knew nothing about the coronavirus at at that time. I forgot to say this last week, and I'm telling you this week because it's to give you that assurance that you do not have to be concerned about this. You don't. Amen. Okay? And with that that being said, I'm going to back off and just simply moderate for the rest of – uh, for the remainder of my time on the show, I'll be leaving a little early, but I'm going to moderate. But I, it's important that you understand, do not let the propaganda I – mean, think about it. Who do you know that has the coronavirus? I'm sure that you could probably count 100 people on the, on the street randomly and ask them, who do you know have, have the coronavirus? If you find one person, it will be utterly amazing, folks. The reason is, is that it's not what it seems to be, but they're pumping this, they're pumping this like it's the bubonic plague. That, that's the way they're kicking it on, on CNN and MSNBC and, and Fox News or whatever. That's the way they're telling you this. The reason why is that there is an agenda. Don't be concerned about it. Um, what I'd like to do is start out with Sister Eliana. Um, you made some very, very poignant observations uh, last week. I would just like to have you step back in. As a matter of fact, I'm giving verses of assurance. You gave verses of assurance last week. Um, I would like for you to step in and just give us uh, your thoughts about what has taken place since the last show. What are your thoughts? And, um, yeah, just freestyle that. Okay, I will do so. So <clears throat> since our the last time I was on with you, um, I've told, like I said, I've, I've run into a number of people. I've been talking to people. Uh, people are there. There are people that are very afraid. I have been praying with people and encouraging them that um, this is nothing that we should fear or be afraid of. Um, I had a wonderful time. I had met some young uh, people who were uh, my actually my brother bought a car from them. And I had been inviting them to come out to our Real Talk on Thursday nights and come out for Shabbat services. And so one of them contacted me actually today, and I do help my brother with his service, and they do it on Sunday. So I, they contacted me, and they wanted to come. So I, I told her I would pick her up. But the, then she said, that's okay. But my brother had been given a, a piano, and so he it was still on the truck, and he couldn't get it off. So I texted her. And I said, we really do need some help getting this piano. So it turns out that I have people here. I was able to go get them. It was a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. It was some young men and 
and herself, and I went to pick them up, and they got the, the piano off the truck. And then we sat down, and they, they mentioned on the way that they were hungry. So as soon as they got in the building, I started preparing a meal for them. And we began to Got talk it. to them about who they were as Hebrews and what they they were worried about the coronavirus. But one of them said, I'm not afraid. And he's, he, he has a knowledge of the Most High. He doesn't know he's a Hebrew. So we began to share with them. But he said, I'm not afraid of this coronavirus. I don't even mention it. I don't even share it. I don't speak on it because I know that God has me. And I was like, you're absolutely right. So they were right to hear, and we, we were able to really deliver to them some truth and encourage them, and they're yeah. going to start coming back. And I said, I really want you guys to come on Thursday night so we can talk about all of this. What does this mean? So this is what I've been doing since, you know, the last broadcast. I've been out actively in the community. Seth had made me some flyers, and I got them shrunk down and cut to, to quarter-page size that I can pass out. And I've been doing that, and I've been reaching people, and I've been um, really getting the word out and encouraging people, you don't have to fret. You don't have to worry about this because the Father knows what's going on. And, and there was some uh, – I shared with some other people, they said that this coronavirus doesn't even affect people with heavily melanated skin. So I wanted her That's to right. share, where did you get this information? So she sent me a link. I haven't been able to follow up because – it's been busy for the for me for the last four days, um, ministering and 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 um, leading the the Shabbat service, the Arab Shabbat service, and helping my brother today. But um, so I'm telling our people, you know, hey, this isn't something that we even need to fear, you know. And then I heard a broadcast of someone talking about, you know, this coming from the animal kingdom, and there's a mixture of the you know, different animal organs and human fetal organs that they've mixed to create this coronavirus, but somehow it still does not have effect on us as the Hebrew people or people right. with heavily melanated skin. So right. the father is protecting his people in a very strategic way. This thing is seeming to skip over our people. So I'm excited because I've been encouraging. That's all, that's all I can do is tell the people, don't fear, don't worry. You know, even if they are afraid of a comet, it's nothing for us to fear. You know, they worry about everything, um, things they have no control over. Yet they don't trust in the name of the Most High. We trust in the name of the Most High. And True. the Father is with us. He's there to to encourage us. Because I think he's making a difference. I really believe the Father is making a difference. Even though we know this is man-made, you know, their agenda, we don't really know the, the full impact of their agenda. But we do know that the Father is beginning to make a difference like he did in Goshen and Egypt. Mm-hmm. Some of those plagues mm-hmm. hit the Egyptians and apparently the, the 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 people in Goshen felt it as well. But then there were some plagues that just it was just like a line drawn in the sand. That's you know, right. especially with That's the plague right. of darkness. That plague of darkness, there was light in Goshen. And all the Egyptians were in darkness, utter darkness, but there was light in Goshen. So I believe the father in twenty twenty is making a starting to make a clear distinction between his people and the nations that have been those who have oppressed us, 
those who have carried the um, animosity towards us. And I think we're going to even see greater than this, greater things that we're going to see as a people to really, you know, seal the deal for those that are still on the fence, those that aren't sure that they're Hebrews Mm -hmm. and, you know, I believe the Father wants to really set this in, in, you know, in their heart, like with a really strong, permanent reminder and, and opening of their eyes that you are my people. You're my right. people, and I'm calling you. I'm bringing you back. And these things that hit the nations are not going to hit you. So that scripture also, though a thousand shall fall at my at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, that's another mm-hmm. one of the scriptures that I've been um, sharing. And then Psalm 49, it says we shouldn't even fear in, in the day of evil. We shouldn't even be afraid um, in verse mm-hmm. 5 of, of Psalm 49. So I've been sharing those scriptures and great encouragement, you know, uh, sending out a, a, a strong word of encouragement to, to everyone that I'm encountering here in Merced and uh, just lifting up the people, you know, that they should not fear this thing. Well said, Sister Eliana, and that's the reason why I roll with you. <laughs> it's like, well said. Uh, so let me ask you a question. So Seth, so Seth, um, he he gave he sent you some flyers to hand out. That that was it. Well, no, it's for something. It was for the real talk. So I I had asked Seth to uh, assist me in designing a, a a flyer that I could pass out to our people. Seth did a really good job, and I uh, think he sent us like a little group chat. And I'll send you guys a copy, and basically I'll, I'll kind of read it. So what he did for me was, in the middle, he says, African Americans and people of color, have you ever pondered? And then he's got these, um, these like thought clouds, and in it there are different, you know, things. I feel excluded from society at times. And another one says, why are things hard for African Americans? Another one says, why do we seem to be as a group of people at the bottom of society. So it's like questions that that um, we may ponder in our, our our minds and our hearts and not know why. And so it says um, you're not alone. You're invited to come and hear the truth about what is going on with black people and people of color. Come, ask questions, and get answers. There are answers Excellent. and solutions. And so that's to promote my Thursday night, my real talk class that I want to have. And so um, right. these younger people, they want to come out, and they said, we need to get this out to the young people. And I said, I need your help because they're younger. You know, these, these guys are in the 20s. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not in my 20s anymore. But, you know, I still have that reach, but they have a greater right, reach right. because um, they're all, you know, they're out in the streets, and that's who I want. I want those those African Americans, those Hebrews that are unchurched in the streets, smoking right, marijuana, right. you know, cussing, using the N word, all the, I want. That's who I want. That's that's <laughs> what I'm after. The hard cases of our people who don't, you know, believe in God anymore, you know, uh, will cut you from stem to limb. Don't want to be disrespected. That's who I want. That's what my right. heart is after them. And that's what, and I'm not afraid. You know, the Most High spoke to me and said, "Don't fear their faces." And so I walked into a crowd of young people, right. and they were cussing. And I said, "Hey, you know, I said I got something for you guys." And you know, it, it, they were looking rough, but you know, the answers were so sweet. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. I said, "I want to see you guys. I want you young people to come." 
And we're talking about 20, 25, you know, mm-hmm. 30. And mm-hmm. I said, I want you guys to come. I said, let's, let's get together and let's ask questions. I'm here for you. And so they were like, wow, no, nobody's ever done that, especially in Merced, especially here because the people, up. yeah, they're, they're isolated here in the Central Valley. And it took me seven years mm-hmm. to find out where, where the, you know, black community was in Merced. And now that I have oh, really mm. locked in, I'm definitely going after them with all my, you know, with everything that's within in me. I'm not afraid. I am really passionate about reaching our people, especially that generation, to, to educate them. I've been inviting them. I just actually sent out a text to them to have them listen in. They might be calling in to listen to tonight's um, talk because I, I want them to be connected and I want them to be well-informed. Excellent. So that's what I'm doing. Excellent. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Excellent, excellent. Well, excellent. Thank I have to double check. On the flyer. Thank you. Go ahead, Brother John. You're welcome. Well, I'm just, I have to double check about the flyers because, you know, Seth wanted me to stand on the corner of Lancaster and Oakland with a 6 by 10 foot sign that said the end is near with a robe and some sandals on. And I felt like that was a bit much, right? So I had to, Man, Chris, I just wanted to. Somebody might believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to get their attention. You know, we got to get their attention. You know what? No, all kidding aside, I, I literally, and I know y'all going to think I'm crazy. I literally have thought about it, and, and I may still do it, to to create a sign that says the end is near, for real this time dot com, um, because you all, everyone knows you seem like the person who looks like they're deranged, and I don't look like I'm deranged. But the fact is that the end is near, and when you when you put for real this time and dot com, and they can go there and see that people will respond. And so I'm waiting for God to give me the go ahead on that because um, I just know that people will look into it. All right. But with that being said, Pastor Chris. Talk to you, boy. Um, what has happened? Uh, what have you seen? What are your thoughts from last week's show to today? Um, just talk to us. Well, um, interestingly enough, I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, I went to Sam's because, you know, I was just taking inventory, and I said, well, I need a, a little paper. I need to go get me a little paper. So, I went in the sands, and then I, first I was noticing. Oh, hold on, hold on, Pastor Chris. What, what type of paper are you talking about? Uh, TP. <laughs> so, so it was you. <laughs> they had these, what people, you mean? They, they had these people back up out the door. I'm talking about back right. up out the door. People just taking, like, three years of toilet paper. I, I'm sure that you probably, you know, was a little bit more well, conservative I, I had some, you know, I was I was just getting a little extra. I had I had bought some a couple of weeks ago and I was still good, but I said, well, I'm you with know they advised me. I'm with you. Yeah, so what 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 surprised me was that first of all, it was like a either Tuesday or Wednesday night and the parking lot was full, like it was a Saturday mm. or something. No so doubt. I went in and I noticed that people had baskets full of food, full of stuff, you know. Mm. And so I went back to where the toilet paper was and the paper tiles, and there was absolutely zero. I even took pictures of it, of the, of the place you know, where, they, where they kept it. Because, I mean, you could see, in other words, you know how it stacked up? You, it wasn't nothing but the walls behind those cabinets. There was no toilet paper or paper tiles in the whole store. 
Wow. Wow. Right. So, you know, people are panicking. And, I, you know, I've talked to other people in different parts of Fort Worth, and all of them said the same thing. I had a young man from my church. He went to Walmart today, and he said, well, Pastor Chris, I went to Walmart, but they don't have any food in Walmart. It's all gone. That is so people are people are panicking, but but what I've been telling people is that um, you know I, I'm I'm in Luke 21, and mm-hmm. you know Yeshua talked about all the things that were going to happen about kingdom rising against kingdom, earthquakes, mm-hmm. famine, and yep. pestilence in various places. But then he says, and this is what I tell people, and uh, I'm in verse Luke verse 21. Chapter 21, verse 28. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. Them I love it. Look at, the, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. And, you know, me, I interpret the kingdom of God more so as the kingdom of the people of God. Because God already has his kingdom. He has everything in his, in his hands, right? So but so yep. what I'm saying is like Yeshua told us, when you see all these things begin to happen, maybe you should not fear because I'm coming to redeem you. Now, other people might need to be frightened and afraid and concerned about what's going on. But God's people should not because he said all of this is going to happen before your redemption. And so we, should, we, should, be, we, we should be strong in believing that, that these things are happening. And whether man did it or God did it, we were told that it was going to happen. Now, we didn't, weren't told, like, who was going to do what. But he told us what things, excuse me, he told us what things were going to happen. So we can look in the scriptures and see that we should not be worried or concerned that other people should be worried and concerned. And just like our sister Eliana said, you know, I heard the same thing about melanated people and not being affected by coronavirus. And the only, only brothers and sisters I know is, is uh, that brother Goldberg and one of his teammates, either one or two of his teammates that plays for Utah are the only black people that I know that have gotten coronavirus. And, you know, Gobert is from actually from France, and we don't know if he flew to France and got it there and came back and infected other people. But generally, you know, like you said, we don't know, you know, not too many of us can name a brother or a sister who have been afflicted by coronavirus. So right. the, the word tells us this. We see it in, we, we see it on the, in the physical realm. So I'm believing that God is going to, protect us but that doesn't mean that we should not prepare ourselves both spiritually and physically for all the things that are occurring right now no doubt i'm done no doubt no doubt no doubt um let's uh let's go ahead and holler at brother dan uh dan as you all heard him explain earlier um is he has been in the hospital. We went and visited him there. Uh you know, I guess that was a week or so ago. And uh now he's in a, a kind of like a rehab facility and he has kind of uh been dealing with the understanding of what's going on in the facilities that he's in 
as it pertains to the coronavirus. Brother Dan, why don't you go ahead and give us some insights into what has taken place? Well, you know, from the when I called an ambulance, my second call was to my sister. And she she called my elder sister. And both of them was there by the, by the time I got to the hospital. My sister has been supportive of me from the very first day. Right. And then John and Seth designed this program. They came, and I, I just sent out a text to all my friends and told them what happened. And they came from the – they came – all over. I have a handful of friends, but that handful, that handful of friends showed up. So I'm getting transferred to this facility, and I'm thinking, okay, I send a text to all the people again, where I'm at, the address, and the room I'm in. Well, that night I got a phone call from my sister, and she said, they're not going to let me in. I said, what do you mean they're going to let you in? Oh, I said, maybe she missed the visiting hours or something. So I said, I said, look, my sister trying to, was trying to get in. And uh, 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 what's your visiting hours? They said from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay, my, you know, uh, she couldn't get in. So she drove back home. She gave me a call. So I said, so I sent a text. I said, well, you know, hey, I still contact my friends. They can visit me during visitor hours. Visitor hours. You know, maybe she... She came kind of late, so I think she just came after visit hours. Okay, so the she came the next day. She bought me some clothes, and they bring the bag back to me because I can't walk. And and from the from the front desk, my sister called me and said, "There's a sign out there. Nobody can come in the place because of this virus." I have firsthand experience of how it's changing the business world and the medical world. I went from a hospital that everybody that I know could visit me to a private place, a sign that said nobody could come in. So all my friends, I look so forward to seeing them again, and I know they were going to support me. I had to send out to them, you cannot come because of this virus because they're trying to limit people that they won't get bring that kind of virus into the into this place so here i am i only have a tv in front of me and the only people i contact with is the medical people all the people i care about they can't come see me now i live i live alone by myself being by myself is nothing different but this is a different situation you want the people to care about you have that choice because of this virus, I must be, a, I'm, I'm alone, but I'm a strong person. All right. So All I right. want to say to the people, I want to say to the people, I want to say, I want to make a, I want to say something. I am experiencing firsthand, as you're hearing this program live, I'm talking from a bed I can't get out of because of the attack that was on my body. And none of my friends could come visit me because they're trying to limit the exposure of the virus in this place. I want to say to my friends, man, this is a nice place. I wish you can see it. What you saw in the hospital, you think you're on a Jefferson. I done moved on up. 
beautiful room. It's a beautiful room. It's a spacious room. I said, look, my, I said, this is great. My friends will be impressed. Unfortunately, they'll never experience it. But I know I have my friends. They're going to still support me. So I want to say something quick. Um, let us remember that people get cold and, and, and forget about God, or they turn from people who present the, the gospel. Every once in a while, something hit the world that man can't do, cannot do nothing. And people are in fear because they can't control what was going on. They could control like, hey, man, let me tell you about Jesus, man. I ain't got no time. Would you like to go check? I ain't got no time. Um, well, well uh, I just want to tell you about Jesus, man. Oh, man, you take that Jesus, man, and y'all go to church together. Leave me alone. This is, don't, 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 don't look over. This is attack of the devil. But let me tell you something. Right. You, every person that loves God has got an opportunity to present the gospel because this fear is driving people crazy. Mm-hmm. To the point where we only need about one row of toilet paper. Why we got about twelve rows? It's abnormal. Fear would drive you to do things you would never thought you would do. These are the type of things that we listen watch on TV. Okay, there's a hurricane come. Oh, we we look in the store, all the short shelves are empty. Oh well, okay, no big right. deal. We see that in other places. Well, okay, I talked to somebody from Florida. She's and this is my Spanish translator of my gospel tracks. She said, I, I went to the store and all the shelves were clean. This is in Florida. So this, so this is not a small thing. But fear, the Bible says fear has torment. People are forgetting about God. Every once in a while, some event hits this world and you say, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. This time, right. this moment, this opportunity, it's the time for the children of God to stand up and say, I have to answer. God has not given his children the spirit of fear, but of, of a sound mind. Fear comes right. from the devil. We don't live in a world where when you see evil, it's not about making going to the pit. Man, I, I need to see a horror picture, and I love horror pictures. Okay, this this is not a horror picture. This is reality, and people are scared, right. shaken, scared. Mm-hmm. This opportunity we have for every believer that hearing this hearing this broadcast, it's time for you to stop being a secret Christian, stop being a secret agent. Stop being an un- undercover person and, and stand up with love and say, right. Jesus loves you. Would you like to? I present to you good news. I present to you the Jesus that died and loved for you. Now I want to give you, would you like to receive Jesus as your Savior? Would you like to have God come in your life? Would you like to have that peace that I have? You can have it too. Because God is not a respecter of persons. So, yes, it looks bad. 
and the medium that's ungodly is making is blow is really blowing this thing up. If you no remember, doubt. it wasn't no different than the HIT HIT virus. Do you remember that? That the stuff was, was manifested <laughs> all over the TV. I'm messing. <laughs> I feel you. Hmm? I feel you. I, you know I, what I I'm saying? When you know where it started with Magic Johnson? No, I wasn't paying attention to that. When Magic Johnson got it, then it hit the news. Hey man, this right. this is dangerous. I had sex. If I had sex, man, this this could this could be deadly sex. But guess what? After it was all over, with, everybody stopped hopping the bed. Babies stopped popping out. Ain't nothing new. So let me <laughs> tell you something. So if you're listening today, you're in fear. Your mind is shaking. Your heart is quaking. It's time for you to say, it's time for me to give my life to God. You say, oh, Amen. man, I, I I think about that. I, I think about that. I give my life when we get, you know, give my life right now. We'll get through it. Then I'll go back in my own way. Let me tell you something. Whatever you see in this world is not nowhere compared to hell. You, if you ever right. seen a Howard picture, you you heard how beautiful heaven is. You ought to see how worse hell is. And God loves you. He don't want you to go there. So I want to encourage All everyone right. that's listening that don't know God to go. If you have to go to church, call your mama that is a Christian. Call your pastor. Call a Christian that been telling you about. It, and you call him a Jesus freak. And say, man, woman. How can I come to God? And after you come nice. to God, you be real with God. Don't make it a religious experience. Don't make it a church experience. Don't make it a Sunday experience. But make it a, a Sunday through Saturday, 24 hours. Because nice. this ain't the last thing that's coming out on the earth. So don't, don't think right. that, okay, they found a virus. Oh, here we go. Clubbing, here I come. Dancing, here I come. Partying, here I come. Don't don't you think when they they're gonna find a virus? But sin is sin. Don't play with it. Get your heart and mind right with God. Give God a hundred percent of yourself. Be something better than yourself, and let God make you who He wants to be, who He creates to be. You'll be a lot happier. And when the next crisis come up, you have the peace of the scripture that. John and the other Amen. brothers have shown and the sister have talked about. We right. are peace Thanks, because Dan. we know our God. Let me tell you something. Be, there's a scripture. Be still and know I am God. It didn't say be still and know about your church. It didn't say be still and know about your pastor. It didn't say Brother be Dan, still and know Dan, about Dan, your intelligence. Yes. Yeah. You're on a roll, brother. That's really good stuff. But we want to move on because we got a lot of uh, um, a lot more ground to cover. But what you're saying is profoundly true. I just want everybody to know that. But we definitely got to move on. We got other, a lot of more stuff to cover. And remember, we're on the two minute, two hour rule tonight. Okay, let, let me wrap it up then. So I want to encourage anyone who don't know God. God loves you. It might take fear from you to come to God. It might take tragedy. But come to God. He loves you. 
He's a healer and mender of broken heart. Fear is of the devil. There's two good beings in this world. as God and the devil. Choose ye day, this day life, not death. All right. Go ahead and take it over. All right. I'm finished. Very well. Appreciate that, Brother Dan. Uh, let me quickly, because I'm, Thank I'm you, actually... Dan. Appreciate that. Um, have to run, but I wanted to get at L. So L, what you got for me? I know you got something good. What you know? Well, we're like an hour and eleven minutes into the show. That means we got exactly forty nine minutes left, and um, I want to take you. Hold on a second, Ella. You hold on a second. We will go over tonight, just so everybody know. Just so everybody know that. Relax. Share what you have to share. I'm not going to rush it. If we've done it in two hours, we're done. If not, we'll go over. So don't worry about it. Uh, everybody just know that. Take your time. Go right here. Well, you know okay. I'm about to do 45 yeah. minutes right now, right? <laughs> no, I know you got to go, Brother John, but I'm just letting everybody know. This no, I'm messing mess with L. I'm messing with L. It's like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> uh-uh. L, go ahead. What you got for us, man? I see, I see. I I think that, you know, often what we're looking at is we're looking at this from a theological context, and I think that we need to up the gear, and we need to also look at this from a prophetic context. Um, The the church has a proclivity to look at things only from the theological context, but often we exclude the prophetic context. And if we're going to look at it from that perspective, then we have to look at what the problem is. And what we've been basically preoccupied with is a result of the way the, our government and the media and the CDC is handling this manner is that we are being preoccupied with the symptoms, the coronavirus, of a much bigger problem. And the problem that is actually the source of the coronavirus is not being addressed at all. And that is very consistent approach of the enemy because he works in darkness and he hides in deception. And so what they've done with the coronavirus is that it's serving the purpose as a test to see how the public will respond in the event of a national crisis to where all of a sudden people have come under what kind of rule? A rule of martial law. We are operating almost worldwide at this very moment under a fastest type rule and the world is content with it because they are afraid and they are responding in fear. And we are overlooking what the issue that is what's caused this problem. And if we continue to be preoccupied with the symptoms of the problem, we're going to face the destruction of the problem. So let's dig in. Let's dig in. Because as we have all come to the conclusion that what we're dealing with is we're dealing with a matter that is not motivated by God. It is not the judgment of God. If anything, it is the reward of evil deeds, of evil men, as I stated, who are feasting from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, many of the people who are listening under the sound of my voice have an Apple or a Mac computer at home. If you look on your computer, there is a symbol of the Apple. Do you know what that Apple for that computer and for that company represents? It represents the same thing that represented that Apple represented or the forbidden fruit and the Garden of Eden and creation. And that was the knowledge of good and evil. Well, the knowledge of good and evil is actually diametrically opposed to the, to the tree of life, the knowledge of life, the life that is in Christ. And it's more than just what we would call the, the, the theological um, 
uh, nuances of what it means to be born again Christian or be a born again believer. No, it's far more than that. We are oriented in, in dealing with a kingdom, and what we're living in now is the kingdom of darkness. And so, if we could, I would like to suggest this: What are we going to do from this point on out? Because, as I said, this is a test, and as we all know, that a test is to determine to see what do you know, what does the public know, and obviously from the response the public knows very little of what the real problems and what's really going on. And so we are operating and being exploited by men with evil mind and evil intent. There's a, uh, a clip that I wanted Seth to play. I don't know if you actually got that clip, Seth. And that was just brief, a 30-second clip from a movie as I was sitting here researching for this particular show. And the Holy Spirit m- moved me to watch this movie again. You guys have seen it num- numerous times. It's just like right, reading the Bible. I've read it many times over, but the Holy Spirit prompted me to go back and review this movie again. And there came to a scene where the Holy Spirit spoke, I mean, directly and prophetically to me. And he said that, remember, this is what is spoken of when they say New World Order. New World Order means New World Control. No longer would they be able to would it, do they choose to control people from just central governments. As we as we can tell by this breakout, this pandemic from this coronavirus and the way that people are responding, they are they are literally improvising ways to control to control our actions, to control our movement, to control our processes, to control our thought processes. I am researching 5G today, and I was literally shocked that they have a technology called emotional recognition technology, that through this technology, through the, through the technology of 5G, through the airways, they can pinpoint human beings and they can determine what emotion they are experiencing at a given moment. But that's not the disastrous, the most evil, wicked part of it. They can also dictate what emotion you can experience at a given moment. Now, people are talking about melanin and dark-skinned people while they're not contracting this disease, and much of it is based upon hypothesis. But if we look at the concrete evidence when we deal from the perspective of 5G, let's look at it. I've researched this since last Tuesday, and the reason why come there's not 5G capability in Africa is just that. They don't have the towers. It's not your, not your, your conventional satellite towers. These are what you would consider mini towers, I mean, to where you can right. hide them in a traffic light. And they have to have literally thousands of them to be operative. Well, these, that is not developed in Africa. Neither is it developed in South America. And when we talk about the protection in the hand of the most high, guess what? That in itself is him protecting us, protecting us from the evil, wicked deeds of evil men. So, again, uh, Seth, if you, have that play, if you have that clip, I'd ask you just to play a few minutes of it. You don't have to play the, the entire 11 minutes. But I think it's important that when we talk about the fact that they have used religion and they have used politics to control the masses, and this is an age-old thing. Now they have upstepped, they have stepped up their game, and now they're using science. And that science is being manifested through technology that we are embracing. Brother Seth? Uh, you mean Brother John? Brother oh, John, I was actually asking if you. No, uh, I think John, you if, you, if you can play the clip. Okay, well, well hold on. Do you have a clip queued up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
just just one second. Again, if you if you thank y'all for turning to the five foot phone network, really appreciate it. Uh, again, a, a heavy show tonight. A lot of people on the phone lines. If you're in the chat room and you have a question, place question marks before and after your question. As some of you already know, if you're in the chat, if you're on the phone lines, you have a question, press one, and we'll come to you as soon as possible. I do have uh, the clips LSU was talking about, talking about 5G. Again, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We just simply uh, we believe that the 5G enhances enhance uh, us to uh, make us susceptible to this uh, this virus and other viruses as well. LSU is going. I know he's talking kind of fast, but that's where we're going with this. So when y'all heard it, that's why we're playing this. And I'm only going to play about five minutes of it, and then we can talk about it. We can go back and play the other five minutes. So this clip really is 11 minutes. We'll play part one, then come back and talk about it. part two. This is, again, how 5G is used to make our bodies more susceptible to this uh, virus and other viruses. This is nothing to play with, folks. Uh, so let's go to it. Um, I'm still queuing it up right now. And again, we so thank y'all for tuning in to uh, check out what the what the Five Stars is doing tonight. Really appreciate it. So here we go, folks. Five G is a weapon. It's used by the military. Do you know these five G millimeter um, uh, wave technologies are used to scatter crowds? You know they they, they, they they drive up in these in this technology when they want to scatter a cloud and they put out these frequencies. The world is aching for this information and they're looking for answers to all these problems in the world. Are you feeling that more than ever? Oh, big time. I was looking around and observing people and observing uh, events, and it was very clear that although there, there were, was not um, you know, this vast number of people that were saying, oh, there's a conspiracy or whatever, they, they were uncomfortable about the world. They were uncomfortable about what was happening. They, they couldn't articulate why they were uncomfortable, but they didn't like it. They felt uneasy about it. And so I, went, I, I started out on this speaking tour to, to basically say to those people, this is why you're feeling uneasy, because this is why, why these events are happening. They're not random, they're happening by actually long-planned design. And when people hear um, another explanation of the world, which instead of presenting the world as a series of random dots, but actually connects them and says that's happening because of that, and that's happening because of that, and that's connected to that, and that's connected to that, and this is where they're all leading us. Uh, you know, it's extraordinary to see see the lights go on, and and people go, actually, this makes far more sense than than what I've got from the mainstream media. So it's um, it it is a a, a a time of great challenge because this thing is moving not least into the technological level of control. But, you know, there's such a difference between what you see in the mainstream, what you see uh, coming from people who dominate the microphones, and what you get when you talk to people in, in the general population, that they do not see the, the, uh, 
life the same way. Not least because the more they observe the real world that they're told to believe in, the less sense it makes, the more ridiculous it, it is. So there has to be other explanations and people are more open to them. 5G is a weapon. It's used by the military. Do you know these 5G millimeter um, uh, wave technologies are used to scatter crowds. You know, they, 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 they drive up in, these, in this technology when they want to scatter a cloud and they put out these frequencies in a much higher power than, than 5G will be initially uh, with us, but the same frequencies. And people scatter because they get the feeling their skin is on fire. Because the human body, including the skin, is an antenna. It interacts with frequencies and it receives and transmits information. At the cutting edge of understanding of DNA, scientists know that DNA is a receiver-transmitter of information. And um, so we are um, electromagnetic, electrical organisms, transmitters and receivers of information. When our electromagnetic fields are in balance and harmony, we have health. We have psychological health and we have physical health. The reason that this technological society is causing so much psychological and, and um, quote, physical um, disease is because these frequencies, technologically driven, and live in this Wi-Fi world now and all the phone masks and all the rest of it, um, these technologically generated frequencies are scrambling the balance of the human electromagnetic electrical communication systems. And if you scramble them, you, 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 you create a state of disharmony, dis-ease, which plays through to physical and mental, emotional, psychological dis-ease. I say this to kids and, and anybody else. How long could you how long could you live without your smartphone? Um, and then ask, what is an alcoholic? What, an alcoholic is someone addicted to alcohol? Yeah. Why is he addicted to alcohol? Because he can't stop drinking it. Yeah. But you can't put your phone down. And if you do, within a few minutes you pick it up again. Because you're addicted to it. So. Are you controlling that bit of technology in your hand or is that controlling you? That's controlling you. Um, so, do you want your life controlled by a bit of technology? Do you want the rest of your life controlled by it? Or are you now going to go, I'm putting this down. Okay, folks, and we're back again. Uh, that was a clip. Uh, you can find that, that on YouTube. Actually, it's called, because some of you really enjoyed it, I'm sure you want to know more about it. It's called 5G is a Weapon, the Hidden Military Use of 5G Technology. He really didn't even scratch the surface. Uh, you got to hear the part two as well, and I'm not just hyping it up. It's a lot of you here. We'll play, hopefully, yeah, we'll get on to part two in a little bit. But meantime, we're going to go back to the... Uh, Phone line is open. Everybody's line. Pastor Christian line is open. Sister Eliana got more than one two o nine. So two o nine of California in the house. Texas is in the house. I don't know all these other states. Probably shouldn't even start naming them. Ella, sure your line is open. Brother Dan, your line is open. Brother Monterey's in your hand, brother. Everybody's line is open. 
Yeah, actually, Steph, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over, pass it over to you as I got to go ahead and um, hold on leave a second. The, hold, on leave a second. hold on a second. Hold on. Somebody's line is wide open. Hello, sure. Again. Okay. Uh, uh, LSU, watch your line is open, brother. I'm going to leave this line closed until we get that together. So press one when you're ready. But go ahead, brother, uh, uh, brother John. Uh, what did you think of that, what you've heard so far? And 5G is something else. Well, well number one, that's just unfreaking believable. But, of course, it's believable all at the same time. You, This is the type of stuff that you truly would come to expect. They use food, weapon, water, weapon. The air you breathe in certain cities, weapon. They weaponize everything. It, it, we'd be fools to think that they wouldn't do that with cell phones and the uh, signals that carry the uh, the signals um, of the cell phone. But with that being said, if I may, um, I wanted to stay on at least until we got through the last panelist, which was L. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm going to go ahead and put the – uh, moderating into your hands as I have to leave. Um, um, and, yeah, I'll catch up with everybody next Tuesday. So um, thanks, for everyone, for the time spent and able to do this Encore edition. Uh, y'all have a good rest of y'all's evening. Yes, okay, yes, thanks, yes. John. You take care, brother. Bye-bye, John. Bye, 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 bye brother John. Bye-bye. Yeah, right. and I just want to know uh, from the from the other panel, uh, Sister Eliana, what did you think of what you heard? Five uh, G. We'll play a part two in a second, but what did you think so far? You know, I was listening to that earlier today, and I, I agree that they're using it as a weapon. Um, that it's, you know, it 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 was something that they want to use to control the masses. You know, they've been trying to find a way to. This is what the you know before. I'm sorry, I'm just jumping. Before, several years back, they were promoting uh, the all-seeing eye. And this is all part of that. I remember being in Europe, coming through the uh, airports uh, several years ago, and over in Europe, they actually had, you know, like on the, um, in the plane, the airports, they had on the walls, the all-seeing eye is coming. And they, you know, they were really, it was just in your face. And then I started seeing it a little bit in the United States on BART, you know, stations, but not like I saw it in Europe. Europe, it was really open. Um, but this all-seeing eye, this concept that there's an entity, it's not God. We know that the most high eyes are in every place. But we know also that this demonic entity wants to be as the most high, which is the adversary, which is the devil and Satan. You know, he wants to be as the most high. So all of this he's created to try to have the same kind of power and control over the people that the Most High has. Now, the Most High has all this infinite power, but he's such a gentleman. He doesn't, he doesn't inflict his will upon anybody. Yeah. You know, he allows us to be individuals, do whatever we want, choose to serve him, not to serve him. I mean, there is a consequence, of course, for every action. But the Most High is very gentle. But the kingdom of Satan isn't. It's like dogmatic. It's in your face. It's you're going to serve us or not. We're going to brainwash you. We're going to kidnap your mind, your thoughts. We're going to force you into this um, type of demonic worship. And that's what all of this is about, control, trying to have, uh, you know, wield powers over the 
the masses on the earth, trying to control the population, you know, cutting the size down. All of this is still part of the same game plan. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in Revelations is, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan comes down having great wrath, for he knows he has but a short time. So this 5G network, they've been working on it, but they've, they've, they've done things to us so that now they can tune into the right frequency and they can actually affect our behavior, uh, the way we think. You know, it's reshaping, like you said, the brain. It's, it's doing something to us to bring us into a state where the people are compliant. And it goes a lot also along with Revelations talking about the mark of the beast, that they will be able to force all, you know, rich or poor, free or bond, you know, to receive this mark. And how is that possible to bend the will of trillions of people on the planet to make them receive a mark? They're working towards this with this 5G network. So that's my that's my uh, insight on, you know, hearing that um, and hearing it again during this, this time. Brother Seth? Hello? He's probably I don't muted know what happened. Bro- he, he might have been muted, but please go ahead, Pastor Chris. He doesn't realize it yet. What? Okay. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, he, I just talked to him a few seconds ago. But anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, you, y'all got to remember I'm servicing a call. Brother John is missing, so I'm having to do two. Just go ahead, Brother Chris. Sorry about that. Okay. I, I just wanted to add, you know, we – we we have overlooked something of the president. Dec- yes, sir. Can you hear me? Uh, repeat that. You said we have overlooked. We have overlooked an important thing that happened this week. Okay. What was um, that? Pres- and President Trump declared a state uh, a state of national emergency. And, you know, when, when that's declared, you know, the president can suspend the Constitution without going to Congress or anything. He can just say, hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and there's nothing that the uh, uh, politicians or the houses of Congress. Can He's given himself broad power and authority. Sorry about that. Pastor Chris, your line broke up for a little bit. Do my favor and try that again. Try it again, Pastor Chris, just the last 30 seconds, if you could. Okay, what I said was, you know, that uh, he de- the President Trump declared a national emergency. When a president declares a national emergency, he can suspend the Constitution. He can declare martial law, and he does not have to go to Congress or the Senate to get it approved. And, you know, if you notice what's going on in Italy, the whole country is under martial law. Basically, you cannot leave your home. And we, you know, we, we haven't talked about that, but that's that's the first step in declaring martial law. He declares a state of emergency, and then after that, he has the freedom to suspend the Constitution if he desires. Okay, folks, I'm sorry. You know, I wanted to say that I think he's doing this, too, because, you know, we have these elections. The general election is coming up, and he I don't think he really wants to be out of the office of power. And so if he does declare martial law, 
and we get into the situation, it will suspend the general election, and he can continue as the president. Correct. Wow, that is absolutely true. Sad, but true. And then you know, in the in in the in the in that president uh, declaring an emergency, there's no rules and regulations about uh, elections. Not even the fact that you know that the president has to return the country back to constitutional law. Wow, that right there, I didn't even think about that, Pastor Chris, and that could be what this is all about. I mean, but I can't imagine yeah. this going on. It make it, it. I don't. I, I, well, this is what makes me doubt it. You know, I heard different different things. I like what was just said, but this is what makes me doubt it. It didn't have to be intense until election time. And that's a long time before we, we vote in November for this to just stay tense up to that time. I would think he would probably pull this off about maybe October or maybe August, and then it just stay tense for the next, you know, two months or whatever, and then it'll be on everybody's mind fresh. But by then we will be used to this, and, and people are going to go as normal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying the the coronavirus has given him an excuse to do it. He's already declared a national emergency. So if he does it tomorrow or if he does it in October, it's still open for him to do it. Wow. Wow. Okay, and we can also say say that they they can contain this virus, and we won't know it if he does martial law. He can he can say that you know tell us that he you know is still a threat two years into his second term that he wasn't elected for, and then he can postpone these elections until you know whenever he feels like it. But he can have been in Correct. power for exactly. an extended well, yeah, period yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, Cecilia. That's a good point. Thank you for bringing it out. I didn't think of it like that. I guess he, I don't know what all that means when when you evoke that privilege. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Brother Dan, what did you think of what you heard? Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Pastor Chris, are you done with that? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done, sir. Okay. B- b- Brother Dan, what do you think of what you've heard so far? And then we'll go to Brother Ellis. Okay, I want to we'll play the part two clip. Okay, I want um, Pastor Chris, um, did you mention something about a curfew or anything in the United States? No, what I mentioned was martial law, but but the president, if the president wants to even implement a curfew, he has that right. Okay. He can say, I don't Stop want right anybody there. on the streets after eight. Stop right there. In the Philippines, they already plan a curfew. The president of the Philippines is getting ready to put a curfew on the Philippines, and it's, and the, this this same virus that's hitting the Philippines. Is stopping people. Most of the people who work in a lot of people who work in the Philippines, they work outside of the Philippines because there's no there's no jobs there. This virus has stopped people from getting home. They're gonna allow them to come home, but it stops them from going back to their jobs. The people, the Filipinos, they're very intelligent people. They don't know if they're gonna have a job because because of this virus. They don't know if that if that if that company gonna hold a job for them. So we're talking about economic disaster. Right. So and when then, you said cur- then, when you said curfew, 
I remember, I read this report that they're getting ready to put a curfew on the people in the Philippines to control this virus or the exposure yeah, right. but to they, it. They also, but they also, let, let, let me add, let, 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 let me throw this in. Go ahead, brother Chris. That's good. Go ahead. Well, you got to remember, Italy is already the same. What I'm talking about is already happening. They have quarantined the whole country. You cannot leave your home, and it's and it's already like that in Italy. The whole country is quarantined. Sixteen million. I haven't I, 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 I haven't seen that. I, 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 I haven't seen that report. I'm sure your I'm sure your information is accurate. But hold on a second, Dan. This is this is new information I'm giving also. Hold on a second. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Hold on, a hold on a second. We got a hand that went up. I do apologize. I didn't see your hand. Eric code seven zero seven nine eight zero. We'll come at you right after Brother Dan finishes up here in less than thirty seconds. Uh, but yeah, Dan, that is that is major news. I know you've been in the hospital, but when you was down in the hospital, this is major news. Everybody know about or should know about Italy. Uh, but call we're coming to you right after Brother Dan. Go, Brother Dan, please. Okay, I want to say this real quick. We got people listening. And you know, I had this statement earlier: people need to come to God. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the sinner's prayer. And uh, anybody here in this program or re, or rehear this program can hear this. Uh, hear this. Dan, can we say that, that for that? Can we, Dan? Dan, Dan. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Everybody, hold on. Let's have a brief question. Hold on, hold on, brother Elisha. Hold on. Let me direct the show, okay? I was just going to tell Brother Dan that. Brother Dan, it's a wonderful idea. We're going to do it to the No, it's not ideal. We're talking about life and death. This is not an ideal. That's going to present. Okay, Dan. This is not an ideal. This is a biblical term. Forgive me for using the term ideal. Salvation, the sinner's prayer, is probably the number one thing any human being can do. We're not trivializing Christ, we're not trivializing salvation, but we're going to get this information out, and then we're going to put that, if you still feel like you need to do it, at the end of the show. It don't mean it's not important. Sister Eliana prays, she's been praying at the end of the show. It don't mean her prayer is important in the middle of the show, at the beginning of the show. So bear with us, okay? You've been, you know, we we feel, we feel you, we believe this as well. Nobody wants them to have Christ more than Sister Eliana, Brother Seth, Pastor Chris, who's a pastor, myself. It's all about returning to the Father. That's what the show is about, letting people see that man and kind is trying to destroy us, and we're in need of a Savior. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the phone line. If you can just hold on a second, because I, I, want, I want peace on the, on the air tonight, okay? So then just hold on a second. I'm going to go and get this hand, and we'll come right back to you. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can find it. So many callers. Okay, here we go. Air code seven zero seven nine eight zero nine eight zero. Go ahead with your question or your comment, and we'd love to know your city and name, please. Yes, this is Sister Kabiva. Hey, Sister. I remember you long, long, long time no here from. How you been? Yes. This Sister Kabiva. This is Sister Eliana's sister. Everybody. Sharp as a tack. How are you doing, sister? I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. I was going to say uh, to the young man and all of us, here's one scripture that the father gave. And he said, in this, you know, he said, here lies the patience and the faith of the saints. 
We have to remember that these things, he said, you know, that these things, that when we see these things coming, that we are to look up and know that our, our redemption draws nigh. But we, are, we, don't, we don't have to panic, but we do need to speak the information and get it across so that we can operate in uh, understanding and in knowledge. And I, 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 and I know, and God is working with us all to get us where we need to be. And all of these things are for us to get where he wants us to be. Uh, when uh, the one scripture, another scripture that the Father gave me was, think it not strange when we fall into these diverse trials as though something strange is happening, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patient. So we, and then another portion of the scripture said, for we are in need of this, of patience, for in it possess ye your soul. So these, this is something that we need to understand so that we, when we are operating, we are operating with understanding, but we're also walking in the peace of God, knowing that he is with us, for us, through whatever we're going through. But I also wanted to make a comment on the young man who was talking about um, the national uh, 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 curfew being called in, into, uh, in Italy, and they have a curfew. Well, they just called for curfew in New Jersey, California, uh, in New Jersey, the state oh, really? of New Jersey. Oh, yes. Uh, they have to be in their homes by 10 and cannot come out until 5 a.m. in the morning. Really? That's the state of New We're talking about in the United States. See, I, I, I didn't know that, Sister uh, Kaviva. And I'll tell you another thing, just really quickly, an interjection. Uh, I fear, I don't fear, but I, I'm concerned that that's going to happen very soon. And if not uh, a full-blown um, quarantine, kind of like Italy got, at least a, 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 a curfew, and uh, it's coming. I, the whole ball of wax, I think, is coming. I think we better get ready for it. Uh, as bad as I, you know, I heard John talking about he didn't go shopping and all that. Uh, you know, you might want to reconsider that, Brother John, everybody else listening that happened, because they're saying if this does happen, we could be quarantined as much as a month. Uh, so just go ahead. I just want to inject that. And, and you're absolutely right. I got some information that it's a possibility that they're getting ready to shut the United States down. And so we need to be prepared and be ready, be also ready. we got to be ready you know, I think and not only it's a faith of and the patience of the saints, but we have to exercise uh, of, 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 of the, 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 the wisdom of God, you know, and move forth. And if he puts it in your heart and in your spirit to move quickly, then move quickly because he knows what's a, what we're facing. We don't know the fullness of it. You know, like you're ta- they were talking about the 5G, how this is messing with the emotions and the senses of the people and, and causing them to respond in various ways. Well, yes. God yes. also has his senses. And he said, you know, my sheep knows my voice and a stranger they, they, they will not follow. So we have to be willing, uh, open to hear the voice of God and move quickly, you see, because it's preservation for you as well as others. So we have to Amen. remember that. So I just wanted Amen. to say that I'm I'm off the line. It's good to hear your voice. I just wanted to say those a few things there. Well, it's good to hear your hey, voice as well. Can I add don't you? be so don't be such a stranger. Who is that? Go ahead, Pastor Chris. 
uh, you know, you know, I'm glad she said that because I'm I'm in full agreement with with her because you know Yeshua told us that Pete, you know, like people would be married. In other words, paraphrasing it says that we're going to be going about our daily routine and not know what's coming down, not aware of what's getting ready to happen. And Yeshua told us this, so we can't be uh, like people in the days of Noah and seeing yeah. things happening and not preparing ourselves, you know. I mean, I have faith, but I also believe that God gives us senses, and he told us that a lot of people are just going to just be going on about their daily routine and not paying attention to prophetic things happening right in front of their face. Yeah, and it's, you know what? And Sister Viva, when you're done, before I make my comment and bring on Ellis Shore, uh, when you're done, Sister Viva? I think she's just done. Now, I was just saying, I appreciate you meeting me, by the way. But were you uh, done? Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm done, I'm done brother. No, 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 yes. I'm from Sister Viva. Sister Viva, were you done? Yes, I was. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, again, thank you for calling the uh, for for asking that question. And uh, again, the, the sister uh, sister Eliana, always good to hear y'all. Yeah, sister Kaviva, it can, can really go deep in serious matters. I really miss hearing her voice on the Five Foot Stone Network. I remember one point it was her and sister Eliana just really just blessing blessing the listeners. I miss that. But anyway, uh, Pastor Chris, I have a quick question before we go to uh, brother uh, uh, and He's going to do his thing. I'm talking about this 5G. He believes this is a, a, a key component in this whole virus uh, thing, and I think he's right. Unfortunately, I think he's right. It's sad, actually, what he's sharing. And uh, But, Pastor Chris, really quickly before LSU comes on. Yes, sir. What about these churches shutting down? You're a pastor, and, I, and Jake's just came on and, and made a big announcement to a lot of pastors that follow the law and uh, he was saying some of his people have been emailed. He said, people, he said my email is just blowing up with people, pastor asking, pastors asking him, should I have church or not? You know, uh, of course they should be asking the Holy Spirit, but ain't nothing wrong with consulting to your elders and so forth. And he's he's basically saying that they have had to uh, reach out in a different way through online uh, servicing. What do you say about all that? A lot of pastors are doing Sunday morning on, on the internet really quickly before the show comes on because I want him to be able to roll. Right. Well, to me, it it really depends on the size of the congregation that you have. You know, like if you got two hundred fifty, five hundred people or more sitting in a room in a in a in a church sanctuary, you know, it's a possibility. But I think the fewer numbers of people that you have, it's okay. Like I had church service today, but I don't have a hundred people sitting in my congregation. You know, so you know, I, I would leave that up to the pastor, but I can understand them. Um, you know, a lot of people are paranoid and they they're saying like uh I have a friend that lives in Seattle, Washington and, and their 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 state has made the rule any any gathering over two hundred and fifty people you can't have. And she had to go to a funeral this week and she told me that they actually had two or two or three police officers there counting people as they went into the funeral and they had to cut it off at two fifty. So you know, I'm, I can un, I, I can understand why you know bigger churches, mega churches would decide not to have church because of the amount of people that you know attend their services. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I never heard Jake talk like that, but he was sober. I mean, I mean, I said so. It was sobering what he was sharing. It was kind of 
But for Jason to be talking that tone was very serious. And he, anybody want to hear more about that, you can find that uh, little excerpt on my Facebook. Well, you know, I'd like to add in, um, here in Merced, the city officials actually called a special conference call line with church leaders and pastors. And, of course, I am in that loop. So they actually, on Friday, were giving instructions to churches on, you know, the gathering and if there's more than 250 people to limit your size. So I'm sure they've done that all over because uh, on the last broadcast we were on, um, we play, uh, Seth played a clip about that young lady who had put all this together about the coronavirus and the 5G network. But in that clip, it talked about the World Health Organization and the United Nations having a meeting, and they said in that clip they have to control the information that goes out. They are going to be going after people who they feel is misinforming people, saying that it's a conspiracy and that it's man-made. And they said they have to infiltrate the churches and get the pastors on board to support their agenda. And that is what they're doing. They've already been. They've already met with all of your all of our state leaders, and then from wow. our state leaders, they've met our county leaders. Our county leaders met with our city leaders. And now they're contacting the clergy because we have those gatherings of people to tell them what they want, what they expect to happen. On So it's really Satan is taking control of our worship. And, you know, the separation of church and state um, should apply here. But here's the real deal. If you have people who really know and love the Father and are really walking with him, the, we are the kind of people that can take that anointing and that authority yes. over yes. the city and over the region, and we can right. eradicate this coronavirus. You know, so we know that we have power, but the church has not been operating in any of the power, the real power that the Father has given them, only a few. But if we exercise the real authority and take back in the spirit and then bring it into the natural realm, the coronavirus will not take hold of our region the way it is in places where God is not paramount and he is, his name is not elevated or lifted over the airwaves of the people. So as leaders, we should not be afraid, you know, and we do have to deal with the congregation, but I heard one, I think it was Pastor uh, Chris's congregation, said, yeah, we're going to have service. We're going to go ahead. And I think maybe only one person objected. But the people of God that know their God, the scripture said, we shall be strong and do exploits in these days. So we shouldn't be afraid. But I just wanted to interject. A lot of these church leaders are going to be making these announcements. This, this directive is not coming from heaven. It's coming from the World Health Organization and the United Nations, telling them how many people to have in their services, and to limit the amount of people that should be gathering. But we can still, of course, do Facebook Live. We can do media. But the point is we have to have our congregations understand that they should not fear this virus and that we need to take a spiritual authority over the airways, over the region. We need to confront the prince and the power of the air over our region to uh, tell them to back up and to be you know, to remove themselves from this area and that this, this virus 
cannot come in and devastate and destroy the people. We have that authority. We have that authority, and we need yes, to we actually do. exercise it at this time. Yes, amen. Yes, we do. And I just want to remind everybody, uh, if you are listening, you clicked on the link and you listen to this show, you're enjoying this wonderful, informative show uh, where we're trying to encourage the, the hearts of, of everybody. If you're enjoying this show and you click on the link, you have to call the phone number right now at 914 Again, if you want to continue listening, we are going to roll over tonight. The phone number is 914-205-5590. Again, we do appreciate those of you that's been tuning into this network. Fast Force on Network tonight, folks, it's a lot of information. Uh, we shared on part one. But don't forget there is a part one where we went over a whole lot of information, and we're just extending that courtesy tonight. Again, we have in the house Sister Eliana Badia, all the way from Mercy, California, of Beth Shalom. Um, Meshiach, or we have Pastor Alcy Chris, Alcy Chris, uh, Lathia Temple Church, uh, the one and only uh, Dan Wallace, the owner of uh, Gospel Tracks Wow, and uh, Brother uh, Elishua Yisrael Ellison of Israel Now. Uh, Brother John had to leave at an emergency, and uh, all of his mercy, but he definitely has some urgency he had to do. And so we're going to go ahead and go to. Uh, uh, brother uh, Elishua, he was he is laying out a foundation, a very serious accusation here. And I think it's true, and a very I should say revelation of what actually is going on. Brother Dan did mention uh, 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 praying, and we will allow him to, to do the sentence prayer at the end of the show. Just know that he is very very true, very very right in what he was doing. I just want him to hold it on, so he's gonna he's willing to do that at the end of the show. Uh, Brother Ellis, Brother you've been holding for a while. I appreciate your patience tonight. Uh, but go ahead and share more on this, this, this revelation you said the Father's giving you about 5G and his relationship with this coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, if I could speak candidly, and everyone knows that I will, I'm kind of appalled at our response and our reaction from this because everyone on this line is deeply informed by the scriptures and it seems that even with Brother, with, with Bishop Jake's counsel, is that we are literally acquiescing to the very thing that the Father warned us about. And we didn't even, and, and it's like when we listen to the, the, the caller, he said, you have to correct the dots. These things are not happening haphazardly. Uh, Pastor Chris spoke in regards to uh, state of emergency and how that the presidential has now executive powers which makes him a a a, um, a despot. Well, first of all, let us know this. This is you mentioned Italy. This is not just happening in America. This is worldwide, people. There are nations all over this nation and all over the world, especially in Europe right now, who have already declared a state of emergency, and they're declaring a state of emergency over what's supposed to be a disease breakout. That says you just gave the statistics at the beginning of the show. In the United States alone, only 56 diagnosed cases. But that's a response for a, for a quarantine of the whole nation? We are sitting here and we're like, praise, and, and that's just what they want us to do. We're not going to. Do you understand when they start limiting your, your, your movements, when they start limiting gatherings to 250 people of people, you have just lost your ability to protest. You have just lost your right to assemble. 
This is exactly what they want to do, and they want to see how you responded to it. And we are sitting here idly by, uh, responding in fear to a disease that is nothing but a phantom. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please excuse my tone. But I have to be You don't have to be sorry. No, my brother. You don't have to be sorry, LSU. Don't be sorry. Tell the truth, brother. Uh, and it's like we're, you know, and that's one thing I can't say about Pastor Chris. I'm not saying it's because he toned in. But Pastor Chris, I met this man through a, a series of Friday night Bible studies where he would give information to enlighten us of the activities of what's going on in the world of darkness and how it's impacting our everyday life. You heard the man on the tape say, he said, if you look at things from the natural standpoint of view and what they're in from the CDC, from the United Nations, what they're telling us does not make sense. And it makes no sense whatsoever that we're having this type of pandemic response to where nations are being quarantined, over 50 million people, over a disease that has not killed to this date 150,000 people. The pneumonia has killed more people. The flu has killed more people. This is the test. How are we responding while we're being quietly I mean, for Bishop Jakes, I'm sorry. This tells me who Bishop Jakes, who was really calling the shots. For him to be the spokesperson and to reinforce that narrative, I'm sorry. You are an operative. You are an agent of that very industry that's trying to oppress us. You don't tell me I'm a believer. There are believers in Africa who have gathered together and in China who have gathered together who are against the laws of the country at the very extent of putting their life on the line. And those are the people that when we look at charisma today, these people are being persecuted. Well, what you going to do, America? You're going to capitulate because you don't want to feel no pain. You want to be at ease. You're concerned and you're running and you're frightening. Over a phantom disease, basically. This is ridiculous. Let me interject about 10 seconds really quickly. Now, Please do, sir. Have Please you do. heard the whole entirety of that uh, uh, excerpt by Bishop, uh, not excerpt, but the uh, audio by um, Bishop Jakes? No, I, I started listening to it. And when I started listening to him and some of the things that he said it, and that, thank you for well, saying it. Because I want to jump right out because I want you to finish. I want you to finish. You, you know, okay. I don't want to interrupt. I want just really quickly in and out. But. I admonish you to listen to the whole thing because he was saying, be led by the Spirit. He said, but as for the Paulist house, he felt like they need to think of ways to get the gospel out in more than just one way. He said, their meeting could very well mean they're going to transfer the disease from one to another. He felt like it was a health hazard. And he was saying, oh, brothers and sisters, you know, he says, if we get condemned, if, I, if, we, if we don't meet, they're going to say, he said exactly these words. He said, uh, uh, um, Joel Osteen just got in trouble. You know, it's like if you don't meet, they, they're going to talk about you. If you do meet, they're going to talk about you. If you do meet, they're going to say, oh, he put everybody in, in, in harm's way. And, and, and if somebody gets that virus, you're looking at a lawsuit. He said, if you, that's if you do meet. If you don't meet, they're going to say you don't have faith. So... I kind of understand what he's saying, so I don't know. I mean, just you, you know, I know you fired up, but what, what, what would you do if Hold on a second. What would you do, practically speaking, if you had four, five thousand people meeting? You don't know, and they come up and they're wearing masks all the time. What would you do? Would you would you call? Would you still have church? 
Of course I will, because I'm not going to let the work. I'm not dictated by the kingdoms of darkness. I'm not dictated by the kingdom of this world. Okay. My life and my my marching orders come from the kingdom of God. And he said, be instant in season and out of season, all ready, ready to preach the word, to give an account for what you believe. He said, do not forsake the assemblies of this best together. No, what we're doing is we're allowing the word. What he said, what he said, what he said, what he said. Last interjection, I promise. Last one, last one. Less than the time I took before. You are meeting together. He said we have got to find different ways to fellowship. And he's talking about these online courses, interactive, just like we're doing right now. He could do this over the phone. That's detaching us. That's detaching us, and that's just what they want us to do. We talked about a few months ago, we did a show on a guy named Nipsey Hussle. One of Nipsey Hussle's first breakout, breakout thing, songs was a call, song called Detached Us, and it's actually entitled Who Detached Us. And the person whom he allowed to get, who, who was given an introduction, we speak at the end of his song, not the introduction, but at the end of it, was none other than Steve Jobs. And he was talking about the progression of technology. And how that when the old dies off, it's time for the new, and the old dies off in order for the new. That is what Sister Eliana made reference to when it talks about the, the, the all-seeing eye. Well, that comes from a religion that comes out of Egypt that actually originated in Babylon, and it's all the same thing because it equates to what? The knowledge of good and evil. So what we can do is we can capitulate to this situation, and I would understand that if this is, if, here's the thing. If this was a serious situation, that people were dying, that people were dropping in the streets, I could understand the concern. But this is not what's taking place. And we are being lied to and we are being deceived. And just and, and according to script, most people are not doing what I've done. They're not doing what you've done. They're not researching and investigating and find out what is really going on. So the people who are taking the cues are the people who they look to for leadership. So who do you want to get to comply? Of Bishop Jakes, because Bishop Jakes is one of the largest gospel, the largest voices in gospel. So if he says the Potter's House is not going to do something, he has already hundreds of thousands of people following him, millions, but he's probably got thousands of pastors who are following him. All they need is for Bishop Jakes to say it. And all he has to do is give a logical rationale to do it, to say it, and we comply. Now, you don't understand that. I, 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 see, we have, we have, I always said this, literally. Until we feel the pain, we don't realize how desperate we really are, a situation we really are in. You just heard what Sister Eliana's sister said. In New Jersey, a city in the United States of America, the beacon of freedom, that city is now under quarantine. It is now operating under martial law. You have a curfew. You have a time in which you can leave and a time in which you must be back in. That is martial law. And they can enforce that by the law, that if you do not comply, they can incarcerate you. That's martial law, the very thing that we have been talking about on this show for at least two years that is coming. And we keep looking at this, even believing, like, all these things that are coming up on earth. No, they're not coming up on earth. They're in the earth. We're sitting here right now. We're talking on the radio, talking through the where of the radio and we are under martial law in certain aspects of the country that we're speaking in. So, like I said, what they want to do is detach us. Now, since you said that about, about what Bishop Jake said, let's go online. Let's do online church. Please, if you will, Brother Seth, play part two of the tape. 
Okay, we'll play part two. Before I play part two, I'll say this since you're done. And uh, we did pretty good uh, time-wise. But listen, martial law, again, Brother Elishua, people are sick. They really are catching diseases. I disagree with you. We can play. I don't think this is martial law like what you're saying. But I do. I want you to hear me out. I disagree. I don't think this is martial law. When I think of martial law, I think of people protesting the government. They say, shut up, and they won't show up in the government prison. They don't feed them, and they're present. But if somebody want to stop a disease, quarantine the people like Italy is doing so That's an objection to martial law. Please note my, oh. note my interjection that you did a while ago. What you just said, people protesting, that is an objection to martial law. They have cleverly designed a way in which you are not even willing to object to martial law, and this is martial law. When right, it comes to right. what you're talking about, the protest, hold up, real quick. What you're talking about protesting, that is objecting to the martial law. Martial law is when, when the government now is able to, able to regulate where you go, where you cannot go, what time you can come in, what time you go out, and what time you have to be in. Set like in any dictionary on politics or government and law, that is martial law. Well, put it like this. I want that martial law. Listen to me very careful. I know you're passionate, but I'm not going to talk as loud, and I'm just as passionate. No, I'm informed. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I'm not okay, well, whatever. Okay, well, 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 no, I'm please hear me out. I'm waiting a long time, say, so don't condescend me because of the fact that I have been waiting for almost an hour to say that I'm being passionate. I'm also informed. Please make that point, that I'm informed. Can, okay, That's very you're, informed, you're informed, but you're passionate. You're always passionate. You come on and you you are Ain't nobody going to deny that you're not full of knowledge that we need. And you're passionate. Nothing wrong with that. So what I'm saying, forgive me for not saying the informed part, because you're definitely informed. I'm not knocking that at all. But I'm saying sometimes when you talk passionate, people are afraid to interject, to get quiet. And I'm not, you know, I just don't want people to do that tonight. No, I hope I don't think about it on the show tonight, but I'm just saying to you, I disagree. I think they should tell people if don't touch, wipe your hands, stay three feet away, because I don't want this disease that's knocking on my door because they didn't do what they did. Italy didn't do what they're doing. You heard the numbers. They're like 300. They, they're leading. Italy got most cases. So that's they contradictory. Had to, they had to do something. But that's contradictory. You, you, you began by Hold saying on, that you had one around asking people. Let me get out what I'm saying. Hold on. I'm saying that's illogical. You began the show by saying this. You said that you had encountered no one who had had this disease. And now, basically, in order to rationale what you're saying, in, in order for the concern, you're saying that, okay, now we need to be concerned. But yet you yourself said that you have not encountered anybody who's had the disease. You gave that the statistics. You said that's only that that was Brother John that said that, and he and he said you can go ask a hundred people. That was Brother John, but he's right. I haven't encountered nobody either. But what I'm trying to say is this: if Texas wants to say we don't want to wind up like Italy, let's just say you're right. For instance, let me just prove my point. Let's say you're right, and they are trying to control us and get control of our uh, mobility. Let's just go there for a second. Okay. They can quarantine us for maybe 30 days or something. If they can use, if they if they want to use this virus, because we don't really know, the bastards don't know. You and I know. Everybody listening to this broadcast, they may know. But if they're trying that, okay, 
he may not play that game for 30 days. But after 60 days, if you see that this number drops, after a while, the people are going to rise up. I just, all I'm saying to you, and I have a right to disagree. There's nothing wrong with this. The show is not taking a bad turn or anything like that. I just disagree with you. And that's what I want. I want you all so we won't always be twins. I want us to make people think. A lot of people take care of angle. I'm saying this. If you got a disease out of control, I don't know no other way. I would probably do the same thing to you. I would say, hey, wait, wait, wait. everybody just stop. Stay in your region. And if, and if the coronavirus shows up for COVID-19, we'll just have that little area only to deal with. They have to do something. The Italians was dying. So I feel you. I feel you. As far as martial law, I think of martial law, I think of something a lot more harsh. And uh, I just don't think this is it. I think it's okay to quarantine and stop people's movement for a time. Uh, we need, like, like uh, Bishop Jake said, this is forcing us to talk to each other. This is forcing us to have more family time. Maybe we all just quarantine in the house together for a minute. Wow. I'm being very, very, hey, very, 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 very serious. Wow. Uh, Sir, listen, I, listen, listen. Last yeah, thing I'm going to say. Yes, you sure can. After can I think you can about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. Really quickly. I got I you on the clock. Near. Just real quick. I know I'm introducing and co-hosting, but I gotta, I'm got. i also a panelist. Really quickly. If the government wants to say, folks, we got this disease, we don't know what to do. Again, I don't like the government controlling me. But if it gets out of hand, I don't have no problem with it. But check check this out. If all of a sudden we look up in the 60 days, we can't go nowhere, people going hungry and all that. Okay, now I'm like, okay, y'all, you know, you busted. But I can't say because the government says don't move around because we're trying to, but it's automatic uh, military, uh, Gustavo, Gustavo. I, I can't. I just can't. And allow me, allow me to be a little different. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. I, Seth, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you and, and agree okay. with El Yeshua because I want you to think about something. Italy, martial law is when the government makes decisions on law regardless of the Constitution and it is enforced by the country's military on the citizens of that country. That is martial law. What's going on in Italy right now is martial law. Our sister told us, hey, we got a curfew. And, and, and the president has already has the right. He can declare martial law in a, two seconds from now because of what he said. And so when, when you have your military enforcing laws that the government decided on, not voted on, not through Congress, not through the Senate, and you have the, the, the military enforcing that, that is called martial law. And we are not that far away from it now. And and you know it's just yeah. like you put the you put you put the frog in the pot and turn the turn the low fire on him, and when by the time he's getting boiled, he didn't even know because he didn't see the it wasn't a direct action; it was a slow uh, movement toward the end of boiling that frog. Oh my God! What a perfect illustration! What a perfect well, I want to say the frog in the kettle. I I'd like to say that what what's happening is that it's coming like we're all saying first off we have to remember this is not really a virus we've identified that this is not really a virus this is not influenza it's not bubonic plague this is something that they are doing to like like brother Elisha said they're they're testing us they're trying to because America has never experienced things like this as this nation but we have people that have come from the old 
European countries, what they call the old country, and they have lived through these kinds of things. You have people that are here from the Middle East, and they have already lived through America's military coming in, destroying their land, their nation, killing up their families, and quarantining these people and, and, and directing martial law upon them. The citizens of America, what we call ourselves the free citizens of America, we have not experienced it, but we are about to experience it in the full throttle. And so what's happening, as my sister Kaviva said, in New Jersey, already they have put in a curfew. We are going to see this happen city by city, state by state, and then we will have this understanding that the nation is under martial law. So so as Seth is saying, I don't want this virus, and I, I agree with Kitty Dex. Well, we have to re, we have to remember we have already identified this is not a virus. This is not a communicable disease. Wait a minute. This is not a communicable disease that's that's spreading. People are getting sick, but people have the flu. People have seasonal allergies. They have a seasonal cough. So what I'm saying is, they're taking what happened in China. And they have blown that up, and then, you know, uh, and a lot of people have recovered. A okay, lot of people on, have recovered, but question. they're using, let me, hold on, Seth, let me finish. They're using that propaganda right. to feed fear into the American citizens, because in order for the new world order to really take full throttle, America cannot be a nation of the people, by the people, and for the people which is yes, the right. idea that America was started on. They've got to change the thinking of American citizens. They have to make us docile, not no longer free thinkers. They have to bring they have to browbeat us with tyranny in order to bring us under the subjection that they want. And America has been too long that free nation that it started, but they, it's not working for their agenda. So now how do you bring Americans under subjection? You scare them. You scare them with a virus that is no virus. And then you tell them that all of these people are getting sick, yet there are no testing sites. There is no way for them to predict how many people could have this if it was really this this you know flu. So we already are are knowledgeable of that. And what we're doing on the broadcast is trying to inform the public, the listening audience of what we understand so they don't panic and they think clearly. And so that's what we're trying to accomplish in this broadcast. So we have to remember we know it's not a virus. We know it's about control. And with that, we can move forward. We should probably hear the second clip since Brother John is not here to moderate. We we should probably go into that second clip. I just got a quick question for you. And you all remember there's all kind of people listening and so just know somebody may see it from my angle. And what you do is allow the Holy Spirit to let the truth dominate the show. If what you're saying is true, and I'm off through the different people sharing you, Pastor Chris Ellisure, people will see it. I don't want to be a twin tonight. I want to just share what I truly believe. I am not no more for a Gestapo government and military bases and all of that than man the moon. I'm just saying, I'm looking at the stats right now. There's a 368 new deaths in Italy today. Today, What do you do? 
Sister Eliana, please, quickly, before we go to the clip, what would you do if you was president? You got people just getting it from each other. If you quarant, if you, however way you want to do it, maybe you don't want to call it, but the military is just, they're looking like a military, they shooting people. They just, they're just workers. They don't have enough workers. They have to use the military to say, okay, y'all, come over here. You can't come over here. What would you do if you got 368 cases in your state? Your country is the size of, uh, I think it's the size of, of Ohio or Texas or something, maybe Texas. It has no, 60 million people. 60 million, 60 million people. people. 60 million people. You got 368 cases today. What would you do? Okay, well, now, when, remember when the avian flu took, hit China? Well, when they put that out on China a few years ago, they were okay. really hoping it would take off. It would take off in the United States. Then they wanted to give us the H1N1. They had already tested that H1N1 vaccine in rural third world countries, and they saw that H1N1 kill a lot of people. And I never forget, I was listening to France TV because you guys know I'm I'm, I'm quadrilingual, right? I speak French, Spanish, English, Hebrew, and Mandarin. So. I was listening on France TV, and they were excited. They were gloating like, yes, they're going to give that H1N1 vaccine to the United States. And it was like, yeah, and then all these people are going to die. But that didn't happen. People did get sick, and they died. So, you know, if if I were president and I was under the mindset of, of, of Trump, I would do exactly what Trump is doing. But there, no, there's no, no, a bigger no, 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 global. No, 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 not the mindset of no, Trump. The mindset of Eliana. What would you do about 368 cases? What would you do? I really want to know. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that the in, the, the the yearly uh, sickness and death from the elderly and the weaker uh, people. Are, I'm sure the flu is going to kill way more than this coronavirus, and it's already it, it happened. But there's a bigger agenda here, and so what. I, the, the I understand. I understand. So, 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 agenda. Hold on, hold on, Pastor. I'm coming to you next, actually. So, what you're saying to everybody listening? Because I, I, I'm practical. So, what she is saying, it sounds like I don't want this coach to see it. It sounds like she's saying I wouldn't. The numbers are important, but it's probably no different than what it would be anyway, because they would be getting sick from the flu. So, you wouldn't do any. I mean, what are you saying? You just will keep it as normal well, kind of watch him or what? Well, see, here we got to listen to the clues. There's, this thing, there's something else. Um, there's something else going on that's bigger. My sister just texted me, Kaviva just texted me that uh, New Rochelle, New York, also is under martial law, as well as New Jersey. So it's coming. So, there's, so what, what we see is there's a bigger agenda here. The media is a part of it. The World Health Organization is a part of it. The United Nations and all the leaders of the United Nations are part of this agenda. So what we are trying to do is inform the people that this pandemic, this is the steps for the New World Order to take their next level. It's not really a pandemic. Because if you look at the numbers in Italy, they immediately they immediately shut their country down. So if they shut their country down and they put everyone under martial law, then nobody's going out uh, infecting anybody or passing this on. This virus can only live airborne 12 hours. So if you shut your country down for two weeks and nobody's able to move around the country, then in two weeks' time, it's a dead deal. If you don't let people come in, and you don't let them go out, 
then it's a done deal. Why are they still under martial law? Brother Chris, please, uh, Pastor Chris, I have to check on the phone. On okay, the I'm just line, line with what Eliana said. Um, you got to think about it, Seth. Um, there are countries in the world, in Asia, that have kind of controlled uh, the coronavirus and did not have to quarantine their people. What did they do? Then think, huh? They what just, did they do? They just used other methods. They, they tested people. They had people come in to t- get tested. They the and the people that had the disease they quarantined and the people that they thought had a possibility they worked with them but they did not have to go to the effect and you know Taiwan is right off uh, China and Japan but they did not have to quarantine their their population okay and then you know like and then okay think about the curfew I would like to know what the people that po- uh, just going to finish. Five seconds. I would like well, to know, you know specifically I, what they saying, did. Hold on, hold on a second. Just, just five seconds. Five seconds. Hold on a second. Five seconds. I would like to know what they did with the people that actually tested positive for the coronavirus. I want to know what they right. did with those I, people. You know, you know, I don't know exactly what they did, but I saw something on a on a news show that talked about that that should be the model for the rest of the world because they have been able to contain it without quarantining people. Without really locking it, locking the country completely left, down. I agree. Right, I but what agree. I'm saying, but 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 to the next point, I want you to think like uh, Eliana told her, her sister said, okay, it's two places that have a curfew, right? Is that correct? I think there's more than that myself. Well, yes, okay, well, okay well, let me ask you this: who who enforces the curfew? It. it, it they don't have workers to do it. The biggest who, who the, enforces the curfew? I, I don't know. I, I, as far as either the, the police, are, the, the, the military, the military, either the, either military. the police or the military are going right. to enforce the military. It. So right. if it's the police, you're living in a police state. If you if it's the military, you live in a and it's actually not the police because now it is actually unconstitutional for, for police to act in the operation of the military. Whenever you enforce martial law, when you have a, a just like when they had in Ferguson, whenever you enforce martial law to the point where now you're given a curfew, the military has to enforce that. It's illegal for the police to enforce that because they were never designed for that. And that's why from the St. Louis, they had to call the military in to enforce martial law. Interesting. Really quickly, and we'll go to this clip. I just, because I see the military on the streets, it don't always mean it's bad. I know with the black folks, we always get beat up, shot up, and we just don't think they can do nothing good. But again, if, if, somebody was saying it wasn't contagious. This thing is contagious. Stop using whites and just start mingling, shaking hands. We'll see how that goes. It, it very much is contagious. Is it natural? Is it something naturally? No. Is it man-made? Yes. Ace is contagious. Is it man-made? Yes. A lot of men, the, 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 uh, the Skiki experiment, was that contagious? Yes. What they're doing is contagious. It's just not natural. Like LSU has said, God is not going to let the earth be your enemy. So I don't know. I'm just, I just, I don't. It, uh, uh, Pastor Chris, what he said is, is true. I don't know. He said there's governments that is not quarantining their people and they're dealing with it. If that is the case, I don't know. I didn't research. I would much rather have that than anybody come in and tell me when I can come and go. So you don't have no nobody, no Lulu, Lulu head, uh, uh, you know, knucklehead person here. 
I'm just saying, I don't know what else to do. Uh, if you, uh, you know, with this thing, I don't know what else to do. So that's just me. But, but I, you know I, what, sir? I know everything. Just something, just something to think about. When martial law is implemented in the U.S., there is no law that says that it has to be removed. It can be implemented and stay there forever. That's yeah. not good. And I know right. that. Can I, I know ask that. You, can I ask you one question, Seth? Go right ahead. Um, are you afraid of this? No, I'm not afraid at honestly, all. I, honestly no. speaking, are you afraid? Of honestly, the I'm not happening? afraid at all. I think this is man-made. I think this is possibly New World Order. And so what happens is this thing is born, is killing people, and if somebody has an idea on how to stop it, and they think quarantine is good, y'all stay over there, don't you move, that way when they show up, we can get a handle on it, I'm all for it. Pastor Chris say, no, there's some people over here that got a better idea. If they really have a better idea than quarantining people with it, I'm for it. So we got to remember. Set, set, hold set, on a second. Please, set, I've been kind of quiet. Let me, let me ask you a question, Seth. Hold on a second. Let me ask you a question. I've been quiet. Okay, let, let, let him finish. Let, let him finish. Let, let me finish, LSU. Okay. And then you can ask the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. One minute. What I don't want on this show is this. I don't want people to feel that I'm not going to ask a question. LSU, there ain't nobody asking a question. Well, this could be why. Because maybe they feel like, well, I think it's a good idea to quarantine. But if they feel they're going to get beat up, and I'm not taking that side because I want them to take my side, I'm just saying we've got to be able to entertain all kinds of ideas and just let the truth that you have, like Pastor Chris said, Brother Seth, there are people that are not quarantined and they have success. If that is the truth, I'm on that train now. That quick. Okay. If that's true. I just okay. don't okay. know that. Okay. Okay, now, here's what I want to say. Two, two things, and, uh, and I didn't interrupt, but I'm going to let you have your time. The problem with that, Seth, is, is that everybody had talked for an hour before I actually stated what I had to say. And that was never... Okay. Uh, you that last show. Hold on, let me say, let me finish my it's point. Fine. May I finish my point? Let me finish yeah, my last point. Last your time. Point. Okay, it's not about my time. It's whatever the issue we did, we bring forth truth. I'm just if we look at it from that standpoint, then we have an issue. Okay, then let me finish time. If I may, if I may, if I may, if I may, what is the objective of the phantom virus is to get people quarantined. So if we're submitting and being subjected to quarantine, are we not capitulating to what their very motivation was in the first place? Because the, the quarantine is, if you will, it is the innovative factor that takes us to a police state, to a martial law. So what if the whole objective for the disease and the way that they've handled and the way that the CDC handled this disease from the beginning, what if the whole objective was to see how we would respond to quarantine because quarantine is definitely a precursor to martial law? Come on, that have you ever seen the movie point. Contagious? That's a great Have you ever point. seen the movie Contagious or anything to that sort? Those things yep. are out there. So the, Absolutely. So, so, the point being, so the point being is this. We entertain certain aspects as to what could be the result of this, what this is for. So the, the objection is to get us to capitulate to being quarantined, which is a precursor to us which we're just coming into a, 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 a precursor to us coming into a more, into a into a, uh, a a martial law. Then the thing is that my question would be now: 
since we said that we have supposed to, this is what we're supposed to do in, in light of the fact that now we're dealing with a disease, we want to take all these precautions. Well, what if it's the opposite? So now I want to ask you, what do we do? And like that we become aware that this is a phantom disease and their original intent all along was to get us to quarantine to see how we would react so that they could enforce martial law. So now to the people who believe that line of thinking, what say you to them, sir? I will say what Brother Pastor Chris said. You remember I dropped that I jumped off the train. You didn't hear that part. You're trying to pin me into a certain area. I'm letting y'all know. No, no I'm trying to have really... a discussion, man. Just like you asked me a question. We don't, make this, okay. Don't make this okay. a question. I'll just ask you a question. I got you. I got you. What I was Please saying, drop the personal issue, I, I got, man. I, I, got, I got you. They hear you, pa- they hear you brother. I'm talking to the lower. Let's just lower our voices. Everything's fine. Folks, this is this is what we do. We're trying to come to a consensus. I'm letting people know. That if you have diseases hopping off, you got three or six day people dying. I would be concerned, and I would be like, "Oh, where's it at?" And I would start saying, "Okay, what's wrong with y'all staying over here and you stay over there?" Now I've seen the people in, in isolation. It's nothing like a, a military base where you. It's nothing like that. Go online, Google it. It's nothing like a, tr- a traditional military camp, Gustavo. It's nothing like that. Okay, that's number one. We got to get our facts straight. Now, what Brother Elishua is saying, and Sister Eliana and Professor Chris, I've been saying it for 25 years. Of course, they want us all controlled. They want the government controlled. So I don't know, but so I, I don't even know how to say it. I want. I don't want to be condescending, but I've been, I really have been saying it for 25 years. That's what they want. So now something has happened to where we have to really be. And it sounds like I'm. Backtracking, I'm not. I'm saying, what do you do? I ask him, what would you do? And I think it's a good idea. But Pastor Chris is saying, hey, no, they're able to stop it another way. I said, well, what was they doing to people with the disease? He really couldn't say. My point is, are you hearing how open I am? I'm saying, I don't want no military style uh, 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 crew. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't want the government controlling us like that. I'm not some weak-minded little scary person. No, I'm not. That's not it. I'm saying we're in a state of emergency. People are afraid, and I really think we really could need something to break America down to their knees and force us all these houses. Really, where we could be looking at each other, and it could be God. I don't know, because He uses catastrophe too. So I don't know. I don't know. And it's okay that I don't know. You know okay, what, Seth? Just, let me let. I was just going to say that. Sister um, Eliana, you go ahead. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to say that I just kind of looked up how many people died of the flu uh, in um, between October 1st, 2019, and February uh, 1st, 2020. The number of deaths may be as high as. 30,000 that have already died from influenza, just from the flu already, 30,000. We haven't heard about those, but we've heard about 300-some-odd people with the coronavirus, but we haven't heard about the, the deaths. And in the between... Is that 30,000 a year, Cecilia? How long is that? That was just from, no, that was just from October... 2019 to now, 30,000 people have died of the flu. The CDC also estimates that up to 31 million Americans have caught the flu this season. 
with 210 to 370,000 flu sufferers hospitalized because of the virus. Okay, this is just from the flu. In um, between 2017 and 2018 flu season, there were 61,000 deaths from the flu. And 2018 to 2019 flu season, there were 34,200 people uh, who died from the flu. So they, the CDC estimates that the flu kills between 290,000 people to 650,000 people every year. This is from the World Health Organization's numbers on just the flu. Well, let me say And it says that. from February 11th, the coronavirus from February 11th, um, there's been over uh, more than 1,000 people in mainland China who have died from the, the virus. But we, are, but we know the flu takes up to 650,000 people off of the world's surface every year, and they don't quarantine people for the flu. Well, like I say, folks, I don't know. Okay, but I don't feel like when we share on the show, we should be in a way penalized or anything like that. And I'm, I'm feeling that. So this is what I want to do. I want to go into clip number two again. Hey, sir, can, can I to... make a comment? Go right here, brother. Real quick. Um, one of the tenets of the New World Order is that they would cause so much fear that citizens would be willing to give up their rights. Homeland Security, right. Absolutely. That's 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 what they. That's exactly correct. Willing willingly give up our rights, and that's what I think that that Absolutely. this coronavirus is doing. Absolutely, and you could be very well right on that, and that's exactly what the new world wants. Absolutely. Let's go to clip number two, everybody. Now, the brain um, processes information electrically. It communicates with the cellular structure electrically. Um, and it operates within a certain band of frequency. If you can broadcast frequencies carrying information, this, this technology has long been known, carrying information and perceptions within the frequency that, that the brain decodes information, the brain will decode those frequencies and will have those perceptions. You can externally, even without connection to AI, although that's the piece de la resistance, if you like, that's, that's the kind of holy grail. But even before that, you can influence people's perceptions externally by broadcasting these frequencies that, that we interact with because we are antenna. Um, if technology is going to be the servant rather than the governor. It has to serve the interest of humanity, and humanity does not have to serve it. We're in a situation now where humanity is serving technology. Uh, and uh, it will be serving AI. Increasingly, it is serving AI in its algorithmic uh, expression. Every thought, every emotional response is a frequency. It, it generates a frequency, and it is of, of itself a frequency. Hate is a frequency and it's different to love. You know, when you are in a, in a room and there's lots of aggression and conflict and hatred, you feel it 
What do people say? Oh God, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife in there. That is because the frequencies of hate and conflict have been so generated, they have changed the electromagnetic field of the room. Okay, so You've 5G got, is going to be weaponized against us. Yeah, but the, the, the point being that they worked out the frequencies of various emotions, including rage and, and, and what have you. And basically, they, they can play across a community these frequencies without anyone knowing, and it starts to have an effect. And you find there is very, very little that won't wait till you're on a landline. And you can have a proper conversation with someone without this burning your brain and without you constantly on it. Uh, uh, because what is happening, and this cabal knows this, for a very long time, indeed right up to recent times, science believed that once the brain was formed, that was it. That's how it stayed. Now they know it's very different through this thing they call brain, brain placidity. Brain placidity means the brain is changing in the way it processes information and the neuron networks it creates to process information on the basis of information received. Um, so what we've had in this very short time is the human brain bombarded with digital electrical stimulus that it's never experienced before. 5G doesn't travel well because of the nature of its frequency. So um, instead of big towers, as we have now, broadcasting these frequencies long distances, it won't do that. And it doesn't go through um, solid objects, what we call solid objects, uh, very well either. So to overcome that, there are going to be boxes broadcasting 5G, this weapon, down every street, all over the world. You're talking phenomenal numbers of these boxes broadcasting, like on, on the lampstand outside your children's bedroom and stuff, broadcasting this stuff. There's no way you'll be able to go where you, you, you won't um, uh, be in, in a field of 5G. It's changing the human brain. It's changing the way the brain processes information. And how we process information dictates our perception of reality. And people might not realize why they're feeling it, but they start to feel it. And then what they do is they, they trigger that with an event, maybe a, you know, a, 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 some guy is attacked by the police or something, or, or somebody's a, a arrested for something they didn't commit. And, and, and now the, there's the trigger. The blue touch paper has been lit of this manufactured frequency-driven rage and you have mass riots and what have you and people do things that they wouldn't normally do and you can make people depressed. You know, the, the American military, they've admitted this. They have technology that fires frequencies at the enemy that basically breaks the enemy's spirit so they, they, they give up and um, put their weapons down because you're not supporting them going down this road of technological control. So when people say there's nothing I can do, I'm just little me. First of all, you're not little me. That's just a perception of itself. But there's endless things we can do. The question is, are we going to do them? And that answer to that question will decide if we end up in this technological dystopia or whether we don't. And we better start making the choice quick because it's moving fast.
with that. Again, I want to thank everyone that's tuning to this show. Yeah, we got a little heat at the end or whatever you call it. Disagreement that happens, folks, when communication does communicate. There's always that. But just know this, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not playing. I'm sure they're not playing as well. Like my host, guests, callers, we love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. We're going to disagree. I don't like people on, uh, uh, I don't invite people on, I think you're just going to agree with everything I say, because I know in reality in life, people are going to all be at different levels in their thinking. And we should create an environment where they should be able to feel comfortable asking questions. They won't be afraid to push one. We should be able to have an environment where people can ask questions and differ from whatever the general consensus is. And so, uh, speaking of uh, those, uh, I want to go to Brother Dan first because he just um, actually I'm going to go to Brother Dan last because he had to do a sinner's prayer and he's going to and I uh, uh, talk with him. So, and so Brother Dan's going to take no more than about two minutes to do what he's got to do. But I like to just go to Brother um, Brother Shua first. Uh, comment on what he heard. Uh, we had a point. Well, we can't go no more about three minutes. Brother Shua, then we're going to come to Sister Eliana. Or Pastor Chris and Dennis and Eliana and then Brother Dan. So, again, folks, I really appreciate y'all tuning into the show tonight. Uh, there was a lot of information that went forth. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And uh, just know we, we love each other. We try to work together. These things happen. I don't have no animosity to nobody. I just, you know, I just got to be sad at the end of the day. All right? Just y'all pray and get an answer from the Father because this is not nothing to play with. I don't want to misfire. I don't want to be... You know, think it's something that's not there. I want, I want to know the truth. So, anyway, let's go to LSU. LSU, you heard a lot with the 11 minutes to both clips. What do you think of what you heard? Well, um, first of all, I need to apologize because <laughs> excuse me. Um, when we first came on the show, I had an inclination to ask um, Sister Eliana, but she started us out in prayer because uh, we're not dealing with any light issues. And and but it, and I heard the tape when he ended. The, these scriptures came to my mind. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal; they are mighty through God to so the pulling down of strong imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And we yeah. bring into captivity every thought. Every and there's also a scripture. And there's also a scripture that makes reference to. The fact that Satan is the power of the prince of the air. Well, when yeah. we consider things like 5G, internet, radio, airwaves, where those things at, they're in the air. And so when you bring that into consideration, we have to understand we are coming against a satanic agenda. That is, in essence, the New World Order. Now, we can talk about it, and we can talk about the philosophy of it, the theology of it, all day. But what we're experiencing is the manifestation of it in our very physical reality. And the question is, are we going to be like Christ said? And Christ said that just as it was in the days of Noah, so should it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Men were married and given in marriage. In other words, they were not moved by these things. They just kept on going with their daily affairs. But do you know when they did respond? When it was too late. Noah closed the door. The lightning started to flash. There was thunder, and the rain came down. Now, all I'm saying is that why do we have to wait until the door is closed? We have been called to herald the truth and expose the evil deeds of darkness. We need to let people know 
just like Michael Jordan Jackson begin this show out. They don't care about us. They have an agenda. It's satanic at its origin, and the people who are mostly behind it are the people who control the airwaves. They don't care about us. Back over to you, Seth. Okay, and Pastor Chris. And also, uh, Brother John, I believe Brother John, uh, Brother Seth, Brother John is back on the line. He called on two ways. Okay, well, hold on, Brother, John, Brother John. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time is on the essence there. I, I understand, but he had to leave. And I'm just, I got it. I got, we only have a few minutes. I just told Brother Dan, I only need him to talk on a few minutes. And I got, so Brother John just going to have to hold off maybe the next, to the next show. I'm serious. Because time has run out. It's all this simple. I don't, know what to say. I don't want to be disrespectful to Eliana and Pastor Chris. So if they get there quicker, then we're going to come to Brother John. But uh, Sister Eliana, I mean, uh, Pastor Chris, go ahead. What you, any comments on what LSU just said or the, or the hey, final hey, clip of said, 5G? Said this was- Yes. But Pastor, uh, uh, Chris, go ahead. No, I said, I said I'd rather let Eliana go first. Okay, well, I was just trying to get her the last, so she, I was going to ask if she would pray or, or so forth. But, um, just, well, okay. I'll just give a brief on the, on the, um, what we just heard. So I think that, you know, we're given, we're being given the knowledge and again, we know that this is an agenda. And our role here tonight, for all those who are listening, because I did send it out to a lot of people, and, and I know that they've called in, they were texting me, that they were listening. But for those young people that, you, that you're not really sure where you are in your walk with the Father, we are just letting you know we are informed and aware of the agenda that's going on. And this coronavirus, it's very serious because is dealing with serious issues far beyond a an epidemic of a disease. It's dealing with changing the order of the world as we understand it. And this is the way they're going about it by all of these countries taking the same stand for their people because there's been a change of the guard. Probably the Antichrist, or the beast is getting ready to be revealed and take his seat of power. So the order of the world has to change, and that's what, they're, that's what the main objective is. But we want you to know that you do not have to panic or be in fear because the Most High is stronger. His plan is sure. He's not nervous. Yes, he's the ancient of days, but he doesn't have Alzheimer's. He's not feeble. He doesn't need a walker yes. or a cane. He's ancient, and he's wise, and he's strong, and he's mighty. And we're just here to encourage you that there is hope beyond this crisis. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Pastor Chris, please. Sister Eliana, first of all, I want to thank you again for tuning into the show tonight. I really, really, really appreciate you, and even Sister Kaviva. Just know that I apologize, but I don't apologize for what happened towards the end. But y'all know that's human beings. My heart is good. I'm not mad at anybody. But every once in a while, that happens, okay? You just know that we're all good. We're all good. You, Everything good? All good. All good. Okay. All good. Pastor Chris, go ahead. Final words in less than a couple of minutes because Brother Dan got to get his Yeah, his yeah I'm going to be real just real quick. You know, just a suggestion. Uh, anytime we have You're breaking up Breaking up Try it again Anytime Anytime You said anytime Anytime we have 
okay now? You do it again. Try it one more time. Anytime. Okay. Can can you? You broke up again, Professor. I can hear can you, you spotty. You might might want to get near a window. Okay, you hold on a now. second. Now I hear you. Now I hear you. Can you? You broke up again just now. What about? You broke up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Good. What, hold on. What about now? Now is good. Go for it. Okay. That may be opening and closing every show. So that he, oh, I think you said prayer with, prayer with the. But let me just say this, and I, and I appreciate oh. what you just. But Pastor Chris, you're just breaking up too much. So I think we just just go ahead. I think we just. Everybody hear hears me just breaking up. I heard that. Hear Try one more time, and then we're going to move on. I think you're saying okay, can you hear me? Up prayer. I heard that. Now go for it. Okay. And then, you know, um, I just want you listening audience to know that um, Seth and yeah, Elia, uh, I'm sorry, Seth and Eliashua and John have been friends for years. When they used to come to the church on Friday night, it was the same thing. But the bottom line is, we as a people are spiritually mature enough to know that we can disagree without becoming disagreeable and love one another in spite of our differences of agreement. Yeah, and that yeah, means yeah. that, you know, that, that, you know, that means we have spiritual growth. We can have some knockdown, drag out discussions, but at the end of the day, we are all still the same people in the same boat and we don't need to be holding animosity toward one another. When we have people that are trying to destroy us. And I just Absolutely. wanted your listening audience to know that. And I'm finished. That's it. Okay, folks. And it's, it's 57, 56. We literally have four minutes. Brother Dan, I appreciate you being quick with that. Uh, Brother Dan, go ahead. you got a couple minutes, please, before this hang up on all of us. And again, folks, y'all listen to what Pastor Chris said because that's the truth. Go ahead, Brother Dan. Well, I'd like to say to anyone listening to this program today, if you have not received Jesus, then I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. I would say it, and then you re- repeat it. Dear Jesus, I ask that you come into my life. I ask that you forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Jesus Christ, you are the way and the truth and the life, according to John 14. Yes. So right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody that agree with that prayer, just say amen. And I'm going to meet everybody's line for time's sake because I don't want this hanging up on anybody. Listen, folks, I don't know. Next week we'll probably do a part three. I don't really know uh, what yet. Dan, appreciate that. Uh, folks, but like I said, uh, these shows, I don't apologize really for this show because we put out a lot of good information just so what the last 30 minutes was with disagreeing. That happens. You know, the people you love the most you disagree with. So don't do you throw away your wife? Do you throw away your brother? Disagree? No. So whether we prayed or not, you still can have the disagreement because that's the people I invite on. I invite Brother Dan on, but they don't believe we're Israelites. I invite him on because I need to know how he thinks as a person that don't believe we're Israelites. So that just to give you an example of what I'm saying. We are not twins, 
and these things happen. All I ask is that we be respectful in the middle of it, and I think we were to the best part. So just know that. Um, and I again, please listen to part one. There's a lot of information that went forth in part one. Um, folks, this is serious, 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 okay? Serious, serious, serious. And remember, when you handle these types of issues, like uh, Ella Shure said, you know, <clears throat> the enemy is going to try to derail you. But I thought we did real good by staying on point. And I'm uh, going to go over a song uh, that I think um, will bless you as much of it that can play. And we'll see you on Tuesday this, this week, okay? Hopefully we have the same clue back on Tuesday. Again, love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you could do about it. Check this out. Yeah. 